We don't have an audio intro for this at all. Um, do you want to like? Do you want to like make one up? Wow, that's the Oscars intro, isn't it? Hey, it's the Oscars, or it was the Oscars, and that happened, and. <laughs> We were uh, want to talk about them. We were there. We were at the Oscars. We were there. Look, here's a. I'll post a picture of us at the Oscars having a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me and Ryan, me and Ryan guy, and then we Kayla went, was there too. We were in California, and we we sat down in the Dolby Theater, uh, Kodak Hall, yep. whatever it's called. I don't yep. remember. We got kicked out. Yeah, Thro- we threw we ourselves over back to... in. <laughs> yeah, we got kicked out. <laughs> went over to Fuji Theater. They kicked us out, so we went back to Sony. Yeah, because we went to the Razzies, actually, after, because um, we got kicked out halfway through, and then, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was pretty solid. So, we went to the Razzies after. Razzle-dazzle, is what they say. Yeah. Which, Razzy-dazzy. Uh, <laughs> Razzy-dazzy. <laughs> well, so, it's just <laughs> it's just myself, Corey, and uh, Ryan tonight, Hi, today, I'm, this podcast. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. I'm Corey. Nice, Corey. Guy. I like Thanks. you. Thanks. You- <laughs> I think you I think Ryan, you're pretty swell. Oh wow, Corey, I think you're pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll give you a piece of this later. Oh wow. I got some cake. <laughs> oh <laughs> you do got cake, boy. Brother. Um Alright, um that was weird. <laughs> we on a on a horrible tangent, uh how did you like the Oscars overall? I mean, the Oscars, I think that this year I liked them more than I liked past years, definitely. I uh, really enjoy the Oscars, especially watching it more this year than I have. Because in the past, it's like a lot of the movies I root for don't end up winning. But this year specifically, I felt like a lot of it was very justified. A lot of the winners felt good, except for um, Best Lead Actress. Hmm. Um, all the other ones were good. All right. Uh, How did you feel? I, I, you know, I don't know. This year, I thought, I like, I still like that they don't have a host, because I, I hated the hosts. I always thought they dragged the show. The host definitely makes it longer. It does. Because like, they have to do so many speeches. Like, I never, I, I, like, I remember back, like, remember when Jimmy Kimmel hosted the Oscars? And then he, like, made the actors yeah. go into a movie theater when they're watching A Wrinkle in Time and shoot hot dogs at people. Like yeah. it was like, why is this happening? Just, just who cares? It's like <laughs> it watch the rich people mingle with the poor people. Look at these peasants. <laughs> yeah, and then we had like strange things happening. Like Ellen DeGeneres ordered a pizza and yeah. like, had it delivered, and it was like, it was just because it was like a big event, and Ellen was like, like, yeah, it, I, I like, I love that they don't planned. have a host anymore. Oh, you know, but. It still has so much cringe. Yeah. I, just, I, I, like, I couldn't take it whenever it was like, I, okay, this bit's going on too long and the cringe is too hard. The bits are crazy. I can't get over how every year I spot, uh, like, a good handful of just bad cut, like, bad camera angles, bad yeah. cuts, and, like, mm-hmm. whoever's directing the show... Granted, they're under a lot of stress, I guess, and yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's live TV, you know, you never but know like, what's going to happen. God damn, when, like, 
uh, I don't know when like Brad Pitt's in the middle of his speech, and I, 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 this is an example. I don't know if anything actually happened, but like say for example, Brad Pitt gives a speech, and then there's like a half second cutaway to a really shaky camera movement that's moving from like Liam Neeson over to like Gilbert Gottfried, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like there's like a half second where you're like, what the fuck? And then it and goes right like, back what? to Brad Pitt, like, oops. Yeah. Oops, cut to the wrong camera there. Yeah, that that stuff will happen on live TV. It's it's the the risk that is taken, you know. Oh but... yeah, it happened. I specifically remember it did happen when uh, Parasite was accepting Best Overall Picture. Oh yeah. They cut back to the host for like a second, and they were like, "But the, the producers the... were still talking." Yeah, they weren't like, even what? done. What? And they like, just cut the lights on them, <laughs> yeah, and everything, the and, then, and then everybody and then Tom like, Hanks had everyone on. going like, "Turn them on, back on." Yeah, if uh, if you watch like the beginning of the show, which I know Corey, you didn't get to see all of the Oscars, but no, I thought I couldn't watch it until someone told me where it was streaming, and then I was uh, like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, in the beginning, Janelle Monae does like did like the huge extravagant like opening song, which yeah. I love Janelle Monae. She's really good. She's very talented. But there were definitely moments where like it was cutting. To like things and people and reactions and it was really awkward and then there was like one where she's getting up off the ground so she's like flying her face into the camera because she's standing up and it right. gets it was like ooh ooh and they cut away from it like because they were like oops that looks a little messy so Oops. it's like things like that are going to be very consistent throughout the whole oscars in general so it's like uh all right it's not going to be a I perfect think show they're little nuggets i think they're little cute like little Easter eggs, like <laughs> find the really bad cut. Ooh, that's a good game to play. You should do a drinking game with that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's the wrong camera angle. Just, uh, just next year, twenty twenty one Oscars. Oh man, it's gonna it's, happen. Oh man, I mean, every it happens all the time. Even you know, even when with Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson's up there giving the uh, the newest Fast and Furious movie acceptance speech. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be <laughs> slamming as they're as they're like cutting to audience reactions and like poor ones. I would love to see the Fast and the Furious get an Oscar. I want an Oscar for most excessive something, dude. That's an that's a good one to achieve. I still one hundred percent agree that, and even Brad Pitt says this in his his acceptance speech, is that we should give love to our stuntmen because they are pretty fucking vital. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For years, I've thought I've been I've been feeling that they need to put that as like an actual category. Like it's it's the only category. Where, um, where, um, oh God, who, oh, who does the, who, do, oh, I can't remember the actor's name. Like, best stunt performance. Like, that could be yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's his name? What's his name? Tom. Tom, uh, Cruise? Tom Cruise! That's the one. It's the only category Tom Cruise can win best picture, or best leading actor, <laughs> and then also best stuntman. Tom Cruise will never win Best Actor except <laughs> his stuntman. They got to bring that middle always... tooth back. That was his lucky tooth. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Do you think the? Do you think Top? You know, Top Gun, whatever it is, too. Maverick. Top, do you think Top Gun. Oh, Maverick. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? He's in a plane. That's cool. That's good acting, right? That that's great acting. I mean, yeah. nothing screams amazing like old man Tom Cruise flying a fighter jet. Listen, listen. I do respect. <clears throat> tom cruise and his old man acting because like shit that guy does a lot in fact yeah. i think he's like 
I feel like he's a he he's a wannabe stunt man who accidentally became <laughs> the leading man. Yeah. Because like I swear to God, when you were looking at like last year's Top Gun movie, and there's that there's the there's the shot where he's um oh I'm sorry it's not Top Wait, Gun Top it's Gun the, um, yeah it's not Top Gun it's um oh <laughs> uh, what's the what's the, the he's uh, like a spy Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah, last year's oh, yeah. Mission Impossible movie. There's the shot where he's jumping from one building to another, and he just barely makes the ledge. Yeah, and then like, there's also, like... He uh, breaks like... his ankle in that shot. Oh, yeah. Like, then he there's... busts his ankle up bad. You can see how, like, oh, how crushed he put it up against that building. Right. And then, then he there's... gets up and then starts running. In the same shot, he gets up and runs it off. And it's like, oh, this guy's a real, this guy's a real stunt man. Yeah, he's a real pro. Like him and like uh, what you call it? Like I would say like Jackie Chan, like two oh, two yeah. stuntmen that are actors that legitimately deserve all of the love in the world because Yo. holy shit, the things that they've done in their careers, like honest to god, incredible. Absolutely agree. You know how like bloopers in America are very funny. Yeah. If you watch like Jackie Chan's like. OG Chinese movies, yeah. they have blooper reels in the movies. Yeah, those and the, are the blooper best. reels aren't like comedic. They're just like Jackie Chan took a bad fall yeah. and like this is a fight choreo mess up. And it's like so good though. Yeah, because it's just, like, like look hits, at the crap is, oh, and then he gets up and everyone no one's laughing. It's just very yeah. like, oof, man. Uh, yeah, or everyone's like, he almost died. Look at he's, <laughs> he's going into yeah. the fucking ambulance at the end. Yeah, and Chinese then it, like, bloopers fades away. don't mess around, man. <laughs> No, no. They were like, look at the shit this man has put himself through for yeah. your entertainment, you fuckers. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. Nothing but respect. Nothing but respect. No, absolutely. I love Jackie Chan for all the work he's done, and he deserves a fucking Oscar just for that alone. Just I mean, give him an honorary Oscar, dudes. Yeah, just for just for lifetime achievement in stunt performance and acting. Yeah, give like, it now. Wait, I don't want to wait till he's like 70 to give it to him. Yeah. Give yeah. it to him now, just like you. We know, we all know. Anyways. Yeah, but the anyway. uh, well, we kind of derailed. I mean, I think the Oscars was meh this year. It was overall yeah, pretty. Yeah, Oscars meh. I think is always meh. It's just less meh this past yeah. year, specifically yeah. to do with Parasite and. A actually, I kind of liked last year's just a smith. Well, actually, no. Did you? Mm. No, I, I guess, like, I don't know. There was still a lot of cringe, but actually, no, nah, no. Because I was really pissed off about last year's Best Picture winner. And I was actually, like, legitimately mad that Green Book won. Yeah, so. no, I did not see that coming. and No, nobody did, because everybody yeah. was like, Green Book, that the driving Miss Daisy of 2019. <laughs> like, honestly. 2018, yeah. sorry, not 2019, but, you know. Wow, a black still... man teaches a white man some new stuff. Yeah. I mean... Great, great concept, cool thing, great movie. It's, instead not of, Oscar, not Best Picture. Instead movie. of the black man being the driver, it's the white guy is the driver. It's like so. It's reverse driving Miss Daisy. Instead of Morgan Freeman driving the racist white woman, it's the racist white man driving the black man. <laughs> yeah, and then they learn how to be friends. And they learn how to be friends because he teaches uh, the white guy how to love his wife. Actually, all all I could think about is the skip from SNL. I can't remember what it is, but it's literally every single white savior like you know movie. Oh, that's like it's that. specific for it was Will um, who d who used to do the uh, the news on SNL. I'm trying to think of who did this. It was what's his name? Um, and now the like the 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 Daily News with 
mm-hmm. whatever. He has his own. He has his own late night show. Either way, it's him kind of making fun of oh, yeah all yeah, of the it's, times. It's Seth that, Myers. Seth yeah. Myers. That's it. I don't know why I said Will. Um, Sorry. Seth Myers. Yeah, and he's doing all the like shit where like he knocks down a bathroom like sign and he's like. This bathroom shouldn't be used by just white people. And the like, it's like, yeah. And it's like, it should be used by just white people and only these black people. And it's like, (laughs) not quite, not quite there. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really what we're going for. Yeah. I I love that skit. It's literally called White Savior, the movie trailer. It's (laughs) like... Please look it up. It's so funny, and it's exactly what Green Book was, and there are so many movies like that, and yeah. it's like, this. I'm like surprised we still make movies like this. I, I mean, think. Hidden Figures, that's exactly the same oh, thing. Yeah. I, I was bored with that movie. I was like, eh, this is generic. You know, Hidden Figures is cool. I like the concepts of everything. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I like the representation of that, but at the same time, it's like, it's not a very outstanding movie. It doesn't stick out in my brain. It didn't do anything, like... Film wise, yeah. that was like on a technical achievement, interesting, you know. Yeah. So it's like, all right, it's, it's okay. You know. Should we start talking about this year's Oscars? Yeah, Just let's do that. Let's let's talk. It. Let's get into some let's of get these into it winners, like these yeah, winner winner chicken dinners. These. So you, Ryan, had a whole like bingo sheet. Yes. And I did not. Yeah. So I think I, you are great. Our, our, our great uh, leader in the direction of right. the rest of this podcast. Let's kind of let's kind of start through, near a little bit at the bottom. Let's kind of go into like the lesser known stuff because I don't yeah. I don't really want to I don't know really what to say about a lot of these. So, um, like you know, animated short film, you know, right? Uh, Hair Love One, which was like a little animated feature about African American fathers taking care of their daughter's hair. And mm. apparently it was really cute. I haven't seen it, um, but uh, it sounds great. I like the concept. I was like, oh, that sounds adorable, and I kind of want to see it. I have a great appreciation for hair, so I definitely connect. Yep. But I also, yeah, didn't really... It's one of those things where, like, I, I don't see... I, I hardly see the animated shorts or the the, sh- the live-action shorts. shorts. Yeah, live-action shorts, documentary shorts. I never get to see I don't see know if it's those. just I don't go to the movies enough because I know they play before films, and I know they have them, like, going through circuits and, like, yeah. awards. But I just – I don't go to award – I don't go to, like, South by Southwest or um, up in Vancouver. I don't go to, like, Sundance. So I, I just – I never see the, the the like I guess lesser known, but still like high quality uh, film material that's like out there. Yeah, some of the absolutely. Lower budget stuff, some of the shorts. I feel like that's like the hardest part about the about those is like I wish there was an easier way that we could find these movies and watch them and experience yeah. like the short form content because, like, you know, I I feel like I'm missing out on so much because I don't know about their existence. Ryan, a movie theater for only shorts. Ooh, I like that. I would do it. Find all, get all the short films together, and just put them all into a movie, into like a theater, and do like a a package deal. You know, oh, it's like it's like those, you know, the the origin of Nickelodeons, the the nickel, mm. pay a nickel, see a short, see a show, like the. Yeah. It's basically like, oh, so it's like basically like pay a little bit. And then you see like a variety show, except it's just yeah. a jumbled up several shorts. Yeah, I would so love maybe that. like one day you go and you get these three, four shorts back to back. 
But yeah. then the next day, uh, this hour could give be, be a totally different set of shorts. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I wish, I wish there was like more accessibility to these movies. Yeah. Because like, I feel like that's the only issue. It's like whenever they do these like short documentary feature, I'm like, where am I gonna find these? Where can I <laughs> yeah. watch this? Because that'd be kind of cool. I know Netflix somewhat does put them on there. I know, like, uh, you know, Disney Plus put theirs, you know, (laughs) Disney Plus put on, like, some of their short, you know, films and stuff like that on uh, their website, but, you know, on Disney Plus. But it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, I want to see, like, so many more that I feel like, you know, these are the ones that are, like, nominated. I'm, like, man, I've never even heard of that. And it sounds cool, too. A lot of them seem really interesting, too. Yeah. I remember last year I loved, I, uh, I loved the one about the two space the two uh, astronauts who are going to space. Um, I could not remember the name of it, and it might take me way too long to look it up. I was it's basically ask. about one astronaut who goes to space, and his best friend since childhood is his um, is his what would you call it? Not stand in, but his uh, next in line. If anything were to happen to him, he's the ne- he'd be the one to go into space. It was catastrophe, and it gets very sad, and um, it was so good. I just loved it. And I don't think it won, but I really wished it had. Is it called We Can't Live Without Cosmos? Yes! We Can't Live Without Cosmos. Oh, never It's probably one of my it. favorite shorts I've ever seen, animated oh, shorts. That's so cool. I never even heard of it. I will probably actually watch it. I had big feelings. Okay. It's, it's so good because, in essence, this guy is in a spacesuit. And his way of dealing with like his heavy emotions is he just mm-hmm. stays locked in his spacesuit. That's great. So the majority of, not the majority, but a good portion of it is like watching these kind of hijinks of like the NASA workers trying to get him out of the spacesuit, but they can't open it. Oh, nice. And it's just, it's very, I don't know. I, I connected with it at least a little bit. Yeah. The idea of trying to close yourself off and the idea yeah. of feeling like you're not open and you're not out there yeah i like that that's actually pretty interesting i i definitely check that out holy shit well now now everybody knows about the name of that so if you want to write that down go ahead guys can't live without cosmos can't live without the cosmos um so yeah uh hair love one i'm not i don't feel really much about it like i'm just like good for hair love good good for the animators you know animators Mm -hmm. deserve a lot of love they work really hard so yeah matthew cherry and karen rupert Tolliver. Yeah, I like their speech. Their speech was very sweet and very nice and really great speech about, you know, representation and about fatherhood and, like, you know, taking care of your kids and Mm -hmm. things like that. It was very sweet. It made me feel really good. I'm very happy for them. Congratulations to to all them that worked on that. So, good job. Um, Best animated feature, Toy Story 4 won. That Uh, That was kind of upsetting. That was upsetting uh, as well for me. I was like, I, I put Toy Story 4 was going to win because the Oscars only pick Disney films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it's hate, not like this ex- year they're going to be any different. Except for Spider-Man last year. That was the only time I, I was, think something that wasn't it. Disney won. I was like, holy it was de- shit. It, it deserved it. It did. It absolutely 100% deserved it. Not fucking yeah. Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> no. So... I actually saw a good portion of movies on this list, actually, which is d- having moved across the country uh, and trying to save money. That's surprising. But yeah. um, How to so, Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I'm not surprised that didn't win. It I'm looked not, great, but it, it was, was good. You know, 
It was good. It was, it was a good movie. I liked it. I mean, it's it's a it was a rock solid end to the trilogy. Yeah. I, I lost my body. I watched that very recently. Ugh, I I was gonna see it, but I miss. I totally didn't. Not gonna spoil it. It's interesting. Concept is really unique. Um, it didn't do much for me. Okay. Didn't do much. Didn't see Missing Link. Honestly. I saw Missing Link because yeah. I was kind of interested because I liked Leica. I would definitely right. say it's my least favorite Leica film. Okay, I it's, I love the concept. I like the look of the movie a lot. It looks, yeah, it looks good, and like you said, concept is pretty good. But there's not a whole lot of jokes. It's not very funny. It's okay. It's so definitely a, a movie dramatic. for kids. No, it's definitely a movie oh. just for very little kids. Okay. So it's yeah. like, I would say it's like, it's just not for our age demographic. Like as an adult, you're not going to okay. get a whole lot out of the movie. But for yeah. a kid. A kid might really enjoy it and really like it, but for me yeah. personally, I was like, ah, okay, I'm a little too old for this, so I, okay. I, I thought it was okay at best. So personally, not a huge fan of Missing Link, but now, in my opinion, the winner of the best animated feature of the year should have been Klaus. It was just. I agree. Yeah. Oh. It was a. Very... I watched that movie and I felt things, oh, and then. Yeah. I looked up the BTS of the movie, and I just learned things. They used AI to turn 2D images into what feel like 3D models with lighting. And they used used AI. uh, Yeah. It's incredible what they did. I cried watching Klaus. Yeah. That movie had an emotional gut punch. That movie was so beautiful. Like I was like, Damn, that's a good movie. And also, it's uh, it was a film from Spain, I think. I think it was, a, uh, it was from Spain. Can't tell you who animated it specifically. Sergio Pablos, yeah. uh, is the guy who's like running the whole thing. Yeah, and I gotta say, fantastic guy, like fantastic director. Holy shit! Like this movie was incredible to look at. But not only that, just it was an emotional story that I I really loved, and it was more than just like a Christmas movie. Like, you could look yeah. at it as, like, a Christmas film, but it's so, so much more, you know? It's such a heartfelt experience. And I think that had so much more resonance than Toy Story 4. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I was, like, I I emotionally connected with Claus more, but I know the Oscars and I knew how the Academy's brains are and what they've said in the past about how they select best animated feature. They asked their kids... And, of course, uh, the kids are going to uh, go, Toy Story 4! <laughs> right, yeah, but, yeah, it's like... Because they love Toy Story. Yeah, but they don't They don't know... No, exactly. Like, that's that's the problem. That's an just... animated feature from Spain, actually. <laughs> like, maybe France... Uh, like, I Lost My Body. Yeah. It's animated, right? Right. Why don't you kids about that movie that's definitely not for kids? You know what I gotta say, though? I'm really shocked about this one, though, is that they didn't put Frozen 2 on here. I'm right. surprised Frozen 2 wasn't up for Best Anime Feature. I feel like it would've. Couldn't have two Disney movies uh, competing. I, I guess. But it's a weird choice to have Toy Story 4, I guess, instead of... Uh, yeah. Frozen well, I mean, I, there's a lot more hype around Frozen 2, I know. I Yeah, because like, I didn't see it, so I don't know personally how it stacks up against Toy Story 2, uh, 4, I mean. So it's like, I, I don't know. Like, 
I, I was just kind of disappointed. Honestly, all the like the animated feature films. I mean, Claus was my favorite, but I knew Toy Story Four was gonna win. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, but oh well. But oh, Klaus is still a fantastic movie. Go yes, see it. please. It's on Netflix. Watch it, please. For it the love is of God. on Netflix. It's oh, a, it, I swear to God, Klaus is. I'm. It's a, It's on my new watch every Christmas movie yep. list. Oh, absolutely. Same here. It's like Arthur Christmas. Those two movies. <laughs> stupidly underrated like christmas films that just yeah. get kind of swept under the floorboards and it's like holy shit no 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 please watch those they're very Listen, good my uh my watch every christmas list is very short but it, it's very important it yeah. now features klaus and it also features uh the new movie two years ago uh featuring kurt russell Oh, Christmas Chronicles! Christmas Chronicles, <laughs> such a good movie. So dumb, I love it. Dude, such a good the movie. Sequel. They got the sequel coming, and then of course Home Alone. Yeah, and then Home Alone. Home, Home Alone's a good one. Sorry, I don't watch Die Hard. It's just I do. They, I watch Die Hard. Die Hard's great. <laughs> Die Hard is fantastic. I just it's not on my watch every Christmas movie list. Is all that's. I it. feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Um, I, I watch right. it. Um, foreign language film. Uh. So we had Corpus Christi from Poland, Honeyland from North Macedonia, Les Mis from France, Pain mm. and Glory from Spain, and Parasite from South Korea, and of course, Parasite won. Yeah, yeah. Which, very happy. I mean, Parasite's a phenomenal film. We all know. Mm. I wish I saw these other ones, though. <laughs> I feel really bad, because I wanted to see Les Miserables from France, because I heard that's a really, really good movie. Right. Um, I wanted to see Pain and Glory because I really like Antonio Banderas, so I was like, "Oh, I gotta see that." So I wanted to see him in a movie. Mm-hmm. I've I didn't I've never heard of Honeyland or uh, Corpus Christi. Yeah, so it's too bad. Corpus Christi looked cool. It did. I, I, saw, it, I saw the trailer for that. I saw the it, trailer for Les Mis, and mm-hmm. they both look fascinating. But yeah, I knew same when time, they, Yeah, I haven't seen them. I knew when they were coming out. I just was like i wish there was a way i could have seen it like the the problem yeah. with foreign language films is that they're also really hard to get here in the united states and where to find them yeah like you have to like really find your way into them like you have to either buy them on blu-ray you have to get them on the criterion collection or you have to do some bullshit in order to actually watch a foreign language feature somehow some way and that i really really hate because like i love foreign language films and i wish there was like an easier accessibility to them you know yeah it's like it's like um was stated before the uh the nominees were said like it, it opens your eyes to like a new world you know you see kind of different cultures it's the it's a very unique way of experiencing or at least getting close to experiencing what someone from another culture feels yeah absolutely it's like it's like you open up so many different insights and like world like issues and things that are like there's so many stories i've seen on foreign language films that are super relatable to things that are even happening here in the united states and it's yeah. like it's so powerful sometimes they're just as powerful if not more striking and more personable than any other film i've seen made in the united states if they try to make it you know and it's right. not like it's not like pushing an agenda or getting too down your throat they just show you the situation and what happens and it's for you to interpret how you feel yeah. And that's why I love movies like that. I And I love that foreign language film does that instead of, like, constantly shoving this ideology of you have to feel this, like, you have to think this yeah. way. 
like instead so and other cultures i mean do do like genres of movies so horror like specifically korean movies do horror really well yeah like just yeah it's very cool it's Mm -hmm. just good oh yeah or like uh, obviously places like um china they do action movies just fantastically oh yeah pretty much steven chow is a uh, is a comedic director but like you he takes that action very seriously Mm -hmm. and in a in a way makes the comedy better for it oh totally like like, some of the some of the best action films i've seen are from like china or like you know or like hong kong action films like i think of like classics like hard-boiled like that's a john woo action film fucking insane movie like it's very cheesy nowadays but it's like right it's a it's like the fucking craziest thing i've ever watched in my whole life and i remember <laughs> I watching remember. It with is, my friends. Uh, is old boy chinese old boy is south korean this is south korea okay yeah and that movie's fucking incredible too that also is like very good one of my top 10 favorite films of all time easily was old boy yeah. how about the american was, old boy uh no we don't, we don't talk about <laughs> that spike spike lee <laughs> Spike Lee's American Old Boy. Spike Lee's American Old Boy was. We're awful. gonna make it instead of ten years. We're gonna make it fifteen years because <sighs> we just think it it just wears on him more. It's so bad. The editing is awful. Oh god, I could think I could talk about how terrible that movie is forever. I like it's the scene where he's masturbating, great. but he's alone in a room, so he puts a pillow over himself <laughs> so that the audience didn't have to see that. <laughs> He's alone in a room and he covers himself with a pillow. Oh my god. I don't know about you. I've never just I've never I I'm alone in a room. I've never done that. Oh dude. God damn it. That that scene is awful. That scene is so funny though, but there's so (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about it kind of, but Jesus Christ. The, like even like the the recreation of like the big fight scene like in the hallway is not done nearly as well. It's no. so fucking awful in comparison yeah. to the original. Because they don't do a one, they do don't do a continuous shot. Yeah, right? because like there's like a weird cut in the middle of it, and then it like he teleports somewhere else, and then he gets like stabbed in the back by some random dude. <laughs> it's like why'd you cut? Yeah, the whole point like, of that's the whole point of that shot. And it looked terrible. Like it just looked terrible. It did not look nearly as interesting. And visually as intense as the uh, the one in the original. Yeah, it just, just times where you, so much. You just watch a film and you like you feel like you know how it, it fits. It's just tailored. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. America, old boy, not that. Yeah, like U.S. remakes of foreign films, I feel like sometimes have been pretty bad overall. Like I always prefer the original. It's like just, yeah. just watch it. Like I don't like the whole argument of. I hate this movie because it has subtitles. I'm going to punch someone if I hear that one more time. Yeah, me too. Because it just, it's like, dude, just, it's fine. You can read. Are you stupid? Like, it's going to be okay. You could read and watch your movie. It's not hard to do. I really don't understand that. I just, you know, unless you're dyslexic, then th- that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a good excuse. I or think that's a, that's a fair, yeah, if you're blind or dyslexic, those are very, very fair arguments, but... If you're just saying that because you're just very close-minded and you're just being a big baby because you just you can't handle other cultures languages like <clears throat> fuck right off and then to just criticize the movie because of that like it reminds me of when Inglorious Bastards came out. Yeah. Everyone 
fucking hated it because they were like, I had to read. <laughs> I remember that being like criticism so, all throughout school. And I can I hear, I can like feel Quentin Tarantino's rage. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Because it was, I love that movie because it's the first movie I've seen that was made by an American director where all the people of the culture are speaking their language, their native it's language. It's so very good. good move. I was like, very Shit, big move. That's a big move, and it's a smart move because, like, the Italians, they're gonna speak Italian. All the French people, yeah. they're speaking French. All the German dare I say, dare I say, it's a, dare I say, it's a woke move. It's a very woke move, <laughs> but woke in the way that, like. Is a positive thing and not just an internet word for things that that are like bad. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. yeah, it's like it's a great move. I love that movie. Yeah, Parasite was great. So yeah, I'm glad that it won foreign language film. It deserves I, it. It was a great film. I mean, film. if anything, I'm going back to I'm going back to Blasters. If anything, the greatest the greatest use of different language and different cultures in that movie. Was the the bar scene? Yeah. When yeah. he's like, "I'll take three beers," right? Mm-hmm. And he holds up the American hand for three, and the German guy's like, "Whoa, uh oh." Yeah, that scene got me so on edge as like a like when I was in high school and I saw that oh. I almost threw up in my mouth when that scene started. <laughs> and then like, he gets shot in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that scene fucking threw me off of a cliff. <laughs> I I I love the bar scene and fucking. Uh, Glorious bastards that scene is fucking insane yeah it's great it's it's a great tension building example amazing tarantino film honestly in my opinion one of one of his best films and nobody really talks about it and absolutely so good very very good movie so yeah if you haven't seen it please do please do it do it um yeah um do you want to talk about live action short film or do you not care i I think it would be the same as the animated one i haven't seen any of the live action shorts all right, so we'll, we'll move we'll move on to that one. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, live action. Sound show. editing. Sorry, sound editing. Um, this we had a discussion about about this before. Yeah. Uh, the podcast just a little bit about sound editing and sound mixing. Corey, tell me tell me your gripes or some of your issues that you have with understanding sound mixing and sound editing as a it's filmmaker a, yourself. It's not an issue because I don't have the the skill set and the knowledge to talk about. Um, what I think should and shouldn't be done. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I like, I was just as a person, because the first thing out of my mouth was there's a sound mixing and a sound editing category. I was like confused about that again um, because I, I forget that. <laughs> and I, I was like, I still don't know the difference quite between mixing and editing. And just surface level for me, someone who like kind of dabbles in maybe a little bit of music, um, dabbles in a little bit of like, you know, when I make short films myself, I edit and I put together mm-hmm. the sound myself. Um, to me, it's all kind of the same process, but obviously up the chain when you get higher on the ladder of like skill, uh, sound editing and sound mixing are two, two very different jobs. And uh, I mean, if the Academy, if the Academy has like two different uh, Oscars for it, then obviously it's, it's quite different. But my, my gripe, I'm sure with, possibly a lot of other people is just an understanding of what the difference between editing and mixing is Mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of like i don't know yeah i feel like the general viewer wouldn't like know well enough where they're like okay well what's who okay 
Because, like, even for me, I never know, like, what to pick when it comes to sound mixing. Sound editing, yeah. I have a better idea of, like, what to put in there. Sound mixing, I'm always like, eh. I think it's one of those things where it's, like, it's pretty specific of a split um, to have and then not have, like, like we said, stunt or stunt yeah. choreographers. Right. You know, just stuff like that. Because we have, like, makeup. We have uh, costume. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think... I think hair, makeup, costume is all the same, Oscar. Right? Uh, no, uh, hair, hair and makeup is the same, and then there's best costume design, which is separate. Right, but we don't have like uh, on top of it, like the record, the people who do the recording. Right. Like we don't have best sound capturer. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, in my opinion, might be just as important. Yeah, as sound I agree. editing, sound mixing. So it's it's just I think it falls into a gray area of like where do we stop handing out academy awards right and i feel like maybe that would go to like the technical awards because i know that they have the governor's ball they do oscar achievements in like technicals stuff whatever so it's like a technical achievement award ceremony that's only for like the people that are like really doing like you know the the more uh uh innovative stuff i guess in filmmaking thankless jobs yeah so the ones that don't get the award shows based on them Um, so it's like maybe it's an issue maybe it's not it's just my first my first thing of it was like hey this is a strange to me this Mm -hmm. is a strange thing to see two different a sound mixing and a sound editing right uh but for me i got sound editing correct on my on my uh guess i guessed on this one uh i said 4v ferrari and 4v ferrari one uh the other options were joker 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and star wars rise of skywalker so um, but I, I totally said 4v Ferrari because I mean it's a movie about cars and I was like well cars make a lot of noise I feel like that's gonna <laughs> yeah, win yo. I hated to say it but I was like I think that's gonna do it <laughs> so sound editing yeah and um, the only time the only one on these the only two on these I've seen are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Rise of Skywalker yeah I which, think those are the um, only other two that had a decent opportunity I would Rise say of Skywalker, 1917 or Joker absolutely not right. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, definitely yes. I don't have enough knowing about the rest of them. But Skywalker, no. Skywalker assaulted my ears in the last scene, and I I will not forgive it for that. Yeah. It got too loud. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Honestly, uh, I need your opinion on this because Palpatine, spoilers, by the way. Oh, who gives a shit? It's 2020, guys. (laughs) This movie came out last year. We're woke. When uh, when Palpatine... (laughs) The lightning, lightning bolted the um, the ceiling, oh, right? Yeah. He pointed up. The speakers in my theater went <laughs> like just straight up. Felt like okay. Felt like oops, the movie got too loud, and okay. the speak the legitimate speakers in the theater blew out. No, those are the speakers that blew out for you because that did not happen in my theater at all. Okay, what happened? Because I felt it, right? I felt it in my chest, and my ears physically did hurt. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that means I also theater... saw an IMAX 3D, so it was just a bit oh, of a mess. All of it was so a bit of a mess. I think that might have been it. I think that's the di- that's what did it, because I saw it regular, and it sounded fine for me. It didn't assault my ears. There you I go. Was also, the speakers also... are powerful enough, too. Also, I was laughing very loudly at this point, because I thought it was <laughs> fucking hysterical. And I was like, dude, I love Palpatine being like a ham. So I was, I was like, I don't know, maybe my laughter cut out the block the sound of like, yeah. 
It just canceled it out with the noise. I can't help but think of you just laughing, like ah, just like like starting to lose it, starting like as the scene goes on, and then just like cuts from the movie to as Ryan in his seat. Cuts to the movie. Ryan, it's getting faster, and then like as Palpatine's like raising his fingers in the air, you're just sitting in your seat screaming like ah. Incredible. This is the cli- rising action. The climax. Oh, yeah. Wow. I climaxed in the theater at the same time. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I could talk about that movie. I could talk about Rise of Skywalker for a little uh, bit. Same. But my biggest my biggest thing is the one takeaway I have from this movie. Biggest takeaway. I okay. love choir conductor Palpatine. Yeah. Just yeah. the concept of, like, they all start singing, and he's like, <laughs> one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Hold, and hold, cut. hold on, hold on. Not my tempo. <laughs> you need to. And he throws uh, a saber. Are are you dragging, or are you rushing? <laughs> Am I? Are you dragging or rushing? My tempo. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Give me a tempo of one eighty. Do it. Oh my god, I need this. I need this right now. Edit I want I've been fucking so, whiplash. I've been I've been oh not whiplash, but I've been meaning to make this choir conducting meme for a while because no one's done it and I think it, it deserves it. But oh yes, also whiplash. <laughs> Shit, dude. Um so yeah, Ford V Ferrari one. I I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. I haven't seen it, so I, I, I have nothing much to say. Good job, Ford. Good job, Ford uh, V Ferrari. I, my my thing is whenever I pick sound editing, I pick the same for sound mixing. So I put Ford v Ferrari, but it lost to 1917. So. Right. And you you had a little bit about 1917. There were moments where I was like, okay, so it won for sound mixing because it's like it's putting the sound in the proper places. Okay. So it's all about placement, correct? Yeah. Sure... Uh, no, no. Sound no, no, editing is yeah, all about placement when we, when we were discussing it. Um, sorry, mixing is making sure it tonally sounds okay. There yeah, were the times levels. where the levels of ca- there were characters going, you know, saying stuff like, "Where are you going, private? What are you doing?" And the music was t- blasting over them speaking, where I was like, "What's that guy saying? What? I, See, I can't." What hear you, you didn't realize was the music was uh, foreshadowing how unimportant that character was, and they died. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was during the scene where, like, you saw it in the trailer. You know the part where he's walking through the trenches and he gets out of the trench? And then yeah. they're like, what are you doing? And he's, like, running across, like, the field. Everybody just charges out. It was yeah. during that scene where I started noticing, like, the sound started getting really unbalanced. Like, the music was so fucking overly loud that yeah. suddenly everything else kind of got drowned out from it. Like, the explosions and, like... The, the 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 scope of that scene for one incredible fucking scene is a really really amazing part of the movie probably right. my favorite scene of the whole film but like sound wise it was like kind of like uh, i wish this that these natural sounds were a little louder and then there were right. times where like i definitely was like upset that the music was still playing during scenes where if they had absolute pitch perfect no music and it was just the natural sounds of the scene that would have been so much more impactful or there right. are so many moments that could have just been better so right. i i feel like then you could have really put in that sound mixing like and sound editing you know that could have been like really utilized to its fullest potential in 1917 i do want to like, say ryan so yeah what's up? i do want to say um sound doesn't have a pitch so 
All right, silence doesn't have a pitch. So pitch perfect silence. Well, like I mean, like is an oxymoron. Well, yeah, you know, you know. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just biting at you. I'm just. You know what I mean, though. I knew what you said. <laughs> I'm really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. You see, I'm stupid. <laughs> you call me listen, a big Ryan. Dummy. I didn't listen, Ryan. I didn't want to admit it, but okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Mitch isn't here, so you can't, you can't call him. <laughs> no. So I'm the new Mitch now. I see. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. What a slam. We love you, Mitch. We love Mitch. We love Mitch. Mitch is a good man. Um, Very. He's he's a sweet boy. Um, I guess production design, we'll move on to that. Right. Um, Production design, they had The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I picked Parasite. But it Mm. lost to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which I think, from from what I've seen, which I think actually is a really good... Yeah, uh, a really good go. Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood was, I mean, just like image quality, look, aesthetic, everything was just ugh, like yeah, seventies Hollywood. Oh yeah, I love sixties, sixties, seventies. I can't I remember exactly which decade. Sixties Hollywood. Sixties. Um, it was yeah. I actually i I kind of thought about it, and the only reason why I picked Parasite was because I remember, uh, by Silk. Philip Seymour Hoffman's mother telling me that they built the whole basement and the entire house from scratch. Oh my god. Those sets were not there. They were just like built. So <laughs> I was like, that's pretty fucking impressive. Like, it looks really good. So, and then they flooded the whole thing and they said they had one take to do it. And they said if they yeah. fucked up that take to do the flooding, they fucked it all up. They can't go back. So, God damn. I mean, I that's why I was like, fuck it. Maybe that'll win. I don't know. Production design. I mean, they built a whole basement set for the family to live in. And then they built the whole house that they take care of. Jeez. I know that because I, I remember seeing from the trailer, I, I remember seeing like the flooding and you see like the, the bits of the movie where there's like water everywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, God damn, that's they like built a, a whole fucking house. Yeah. And then they had to flood it at the end. So they used all the set as they could. And then they just flooded it and said, well. We fuck this up now. <laughs> we, there's no going back. You're, it's kind of it's kind of screwed, you know. Yeah. So goddamn, it's impressive. So I thought that was gonna win, but no. I once once I thought about it, it was like, yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, it made more right. sense. You know, it definitely captured the aesthetic and you know the the movie sets they worked on, and then you know on the, uh, you know with like the actual like movie theater she goes to, it looked really good. It looked like 1960s Hollywood. So it was like, yeah. 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 I just, I mean, it was colorful, so, I mean, it definitely stood out as, mm-hmm. like, something where the production was obvious, and yeah. the production was, like, in a good way obvious and on point. Whereas, like, The Irishman, while, like, definitely The Irishman was a period piece, and it took place over multiple decades, right. did a great job of it, I yeah. didn't really, like, think about it, I wasn't, like, noticing it, I didn't really... Yeah. I mean, it, it's maybe one of the things where, like, once upon a time in Hollywood, so colorful that mm-hmm. it, it kind of drew the eye, and yeah. then the Irishman was very just kind of mm-hmm. a burgundy, forest green, dark blues, kind of blues. yeah, desaturated a little bit blues, yeah. and really, uh, I wasn't like I my eye wasn't really drawn to the costuming, the costuming specifically like right. there's a lot of times where people in suits, tuxedos, where people yeah. were in like just kind of jeans and work clothes. Yeah, I, it hasn't really that hasn't really changed much. No, 
it wasn't really eye catching, but the production design for uh, for the for the Irishman, and I just yeah. saw that movie fairly recent, so it's kind of yeah. fresh in the brain. And honestly, you had a lot of nothing red the... red rooms with like yeah. like the all the dining places. You had a lot of like warm rooms and yeah, like the the gala, the, the like event where they were giving De Niro the award. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like it... all the same color a little bit. Yeah, there was nothing really like you know oh yeah i really latched onto that you know nothing like nothing really stood out to me um jojo rabbit uh pretty good overall i'd say pretty good pretty good production design you know i guess Mm -hmm. i liked i I like the colors but uh from what i could tell i haven't seen the movie but from the trailers it looked mainly you know like greens grays Mm -hmm. reds yeah 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 that movie is very uh very warm color movie yeah so um, but it, you know, I, I'm happy for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Definitely deserves it. It's really, really well made, and it looks oh, great. Yeah. So yeah, no. Um, documentary short feature. Uh, Unfortunately, haven't seen any of them. Same uh, documentary. Did you see any of the best documentary features? Um, Edge of Democracy for for Sama. Honeyland, no, The Cave, American these. Factory. American Factory one, but that's on Netflix, so if you wanted to watch it, check it out. I definitely I, should. Have I, Nef- saw it. I have Netflix and it's there. Yeah. I saw it. It was it was really good. I liked it. It was a, it was a really interesting documentary. I loved I loved it. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, so. I really wish documentaries like the shorts we talked about earlier, like you yeah. never see these documentaries in theaters mo- yeah. mo- for the most part. Streaming services got to like, like step up the game. No, I think streaming services should really pick these up, and like honestly, yeah, give a give it a home, give them a home. Knowing an Oscar-nominated movie is on Netflix makes me really want to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Like people definitely get their interest peaked when they see something that they don't know what that is, and then it's like, oh, I wish I could see that, but they don't know where to see it though. Yeah, like that's why I think well, streaming services need to really start pushing these more. Or so, even like just scrolling through Netflix, and yeah. like, oh shit, this won an Oscar. Yeah, or like, oh like shit, I've never heard Oscars of this, but category. it was an Oscar nominated, so must I, be good. I, I wish they had a whole Oscar category on Netflix that you could just oh. look up Oscars and it just takes everything that won an Oscar or nominated and threw it in there. Dude, gimme. Like, there you are. That's such a good idea. Yeah, it would be. I would totally be on that part of Netflix all the time because I love watching nothing but Oscar movies. I really do. And it's so. good stuff. I mean, I, yeah. For the for as much as the Oscar gets slack, it's really fun to celebrate movie making. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like the Oscars are the event itself is a little wild and a little, <laughs> yeah. But you know the the whole thing is about doing what like the majority of America loves, and that's yeah. watching movies. Oh yeah, that's why I love watching the Oscars because I love movies and I love seeing movies win like i want to see movies achieve something or like do something and then get recognized for doing it because that's such a good feeling i mean it's not as much as like i mean like even though there are a lot of movies i feel that get super snubbed like this year i can already say uncut gems and movies like the lighthouse the lighthouse the lighthouse only got one nomination it was for best cinematography love the lighthouse so much Those three movies easily are better than a lot of the best picture movies. Like honestly, like Waves, The Lighthouse, yeah. and fucking Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, I can tell you, Fantastic. I am so sad that movie's soundtrack was not nominated because it's yeah. like 
It's I, so good. I've told you, I've told everyone in the group, I've listened oh, yeah. to that since watching Uncut Gems uh, last month. Mm-hmm. I have listened to that album like completely front to back six or seven times now. Wow. That's and it's, incredible. Every time I listen to it, I catch something new about it. Yeah, no. And absolutely. about the movie that I didn't even think of before. Yeah. No, but, I, yeah. I, I agree 100%. Like, that is. Th- these are things that I'm like, man. Uh, like you're not even showcasing like even better like you know it's like i know they showcase a lot of the best of the year and the, like all the movies that are nominated are good they're really good mm-hmm. movies like don't get me wrong but there are some where i'm like i've seen such so, something so much better than this movie though yeah and it's not even nominated it's not even acknowledged no and it blows my mind every time like, I'm going to be honest, like, movies like Little Women, Joker, uh, Ford v. Ferrari, those three could have been cut in place of The Lighthouse or, you know, Uncut Gems and Waves. Yeah. Like, those three movies already, in my opinion, some of the best movies that I've seen of the year. And they could, and and if people were complaining about representation, man, talk about Waves. Waves, that movie was like an all-black cast. And it was incredible, incredible movie with yeah. some of the best performances I've seen of the year. Same with The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse had some of the best performances from Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. I could go on and on. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I could like, talk about actually every frame of painting and talk about, like, <laughs> was, uh, I, yeah. I, I actually if just bought The Lighthouse I, won I, most Oscar awards, I would not yeah. be upset. Granted, no, other same. people probably would be, but... I... I bought the lighthouse literally just yesterday i'm planning on rewatching it very soon because i'm it's, very excited to watch it again. I, I watched it on youtube I, I managed to do the whole like rent a movie for like 48 hours on youtube yeah yeah i and love doing that i was so glad i did yeah. like <laughs> three bucks hell yeah i get to watch a movie maybe like two times in a couple days yeah and it's it's really cheap. It's affordable. That's why I run. That's where I do. I run all my movies off YouTube. Yeah. It's so convenient. It's so easy too. This is not a plug from for YouTube rental, by the way. We're no, not sponsored or the, by the or a lighthouse. Although. Or the lighthouse. Um, hey, H twenty four. If you want to sponsor, um, if you want to sponsor this and maybe OBB triple, uh, hit me up. Uh yeah. Uh please, A twenty four. I would like to work for you. <laughs> Are you guys hiring? A twenty four just hire. Just let me be your bitch. Yeah. You know what? How about we write a script and then we send it to A twenty four? Ryan, you yeah. and I should actually do that. Yeah. Legitimately do that. Let's do it. And pitch it to A twenty four, because A twenty four. You know, I, I the whole this is I I don't care. A twenty four. I fell in love with you when I watched Swiss Army Man for the first time, oh, and then yeah. I fell in love even harder when I watched the Vivich. And then, oh, like, yeah. I, I just kept falling in love when I, I, I watched, like, The Lighthouse, when I watched Uncut Gems. It's, it's just it's midsummer when I, I, like, I can't get enough. Ex Machina, man. I don't oh, think man. I don't think A24 has made a single film I've hated. Yeah. No, or at same. least a single. I, I take that back. I don't think A24 has made a single film I haven't loved. Yeah. I can't think of any that I've seen that I was like, man, that sucked. But I, I know that they've made some that are, like, amazing. I know that they exist, but it's so hard to find them because there's so many good quality films coming out of A24. I mean, God, yeah. God damn, A24 should just win an Oscar for existing. Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> holy Best shit. Best production company to exist, oh, A24. The, the movie Waves. That's an A24 film. There you go. And it was one of the fucking best movies I've seen this year. So there you go. 
God, it's um, just yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, best adapted screenplay. We got we got uh, the Irishman, Joji Rabbit, uh, Joker, <laughs> Joji Rabbit, two pumps. yeah, uh, Joji Run, um, and uh, Joji One. Yep. Uh, Taika Taika Waititi did his wonderful speech honoring Indigenous kids. Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, he himself is also like I think the first Indigenous uh, person to win uh, the Academy Award. Oh wow! Because he's uh, he's Australian, New Zealand. Yep. Yeah, he's from New Zealand, I think. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Really cool for him. And the dude so- deserves it, whether or not like. Whether or not anything, he's just like he's a fantastic storyteller. Yeah. He's a fantastic actor, writer, just mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah, his, Jojo Rabbit was really funny, and it was also really sweet. I loved that movie, and I thought it was well written. Uh, I loved like most of the the stuff of Jojo Rabbit. I picked Little Women though as my winner because uh, mm-hmm. I think I think Greta Gerwig did a really good job adapting Little Women. So I was like, well, this is a really well known story. It's a really great adaptation of it, and it's a great movie to exist now. I think this is pretty good for its writing, but I understand why Jojo Rabbit won. I totally get it, and I think Jojo Rabbit definitely deserves like a, the nomination. I definitely do think it deserved it at the end. Yeah, Taika Waititi deserves an Oscar. He's a great man. Love him to death. Oh, absolutely. I would love also Taika Waititi if you're hiring. Yeah, yeah. please Next hire movie, me. If you're doing a movie, I'll I'll star in it. I'll I'll be an actor. I'll just, I'll just sit. I'll just PA. I'll just PA I'll next just, movie. If, if I could just give Taika Waititi a fucking bagel for the day, I'll do I'd that. Be, I'd be made, dude. I just oh. want to be his bagel boy, where he's just like, bagel, and I just come over with a tray of bagels and he just <laughs> takes one, and he's like, thank you, and he snaps his finger, and I'm, I'm gone. Dude, there I'm, you are. It's like, <gasps> I've had it made. Absolutely. Absolute uh, best original screenplay, Parasite 1. No surprise there. Nope. Bong Joon-ho walking away. He Bong was talking Joon-ho. about drinking a lot. And every time he said I, like oh, he was drinking it. a little more, every time he won, I was like, God, this guy's going to be <laughs> dead. He's going to be drink. And then he like he won, like, uh, I think the next one he would have won after this was the- was um, foreign language film after this foreign he language. He's like, I'm going to drink till the morning. I'm going to drink till tomorrow morning. And it's like, yeah. oh, God. I was like, yeah, after he won foreign language feature, he was like, oh, man. I'm gonna drink till tomorrow, and I was like, "Dude, uh, if you win Best Picture, he might be dead by tomorrow." <laughs> I think because I was waiting for him to say, "Wow, I don't think I'm waking up after this." <laughs> so, Best Original Screenplay nominees. Um, honestly, I think this is a great list. Yeah, there was Knives Out, Marriage. Story. Knives Out, I loved so much. That was such a good movie. Like Knives Out, when it comes out on Blu-ray, you Getting can it. bet your bet your ass. I'm like gonna be all over that shit. Yeah, because that same. movie, I, Knives Out was one of those movies where it's like, it's so well put together. Mm-hmm. There's like no loose ends. There's no yep. confusion. I mean, it is like a whodunit movie, but you're never, you're never unsure of where the movie's going. Yeah, it's one of those movies you watch it and you trust it, and yeah. it just delivers. It looks great. There's yeah. this unique. I don't know. There's a unique picture image mood I get in my head when I think of Knives Out of this yeah. just like nice polished knife. I don't know. It's just good. Yeah. No, I fucking love that movie. The writing is so good. The Like everything about that movie was fucking great. Juicy. And I cannot wait that they're going to make more 
They're gonna make more of Daniel Craig. Oh, please, yes. As country fried Detective <laughs> Blanc, and I'm so excited. I just, I just cannot, cannot just, uh, can I just pester you for a moment? I just want, just need to ask you a question. This was like if Agatha Christie came back from the dead and decided to write a murder mystery this movie. Is so good, like, the twist, so fucking great. The, if you know what I'm saying when I say like the two important twists, like the yeah. same, the same plot line, but like the two big twists in the movie, like yeah. <gasps> Oh, yeah. got me. Yeah, I was Just. like, oh, I was constantly like whiplash from that movie from what's going to happen next. And I love yeah. it. Like, talk it about just... immersive writing and storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, like, I don't can't wanna, wait. I can't I, wait for more. Like, I don't want to peel away from Parasite winning because I think that had a, a phenomenal layered story. Like, Parasite had an extremely complex story that yeah. when you're thinking about it you think about it afterwards and there's so many like contextual themes and you know like so many like layers to that and like yeah. metaphors and ugh, like that movie has that going for it which i think is spectacular so yeah but knives out man that could have been the second best choice if honestly they... knives out if knives out one i would be too upset i would Mayor be upset Sto- Mayor story i think was Mayor story i think was good i saw it uh, on netflix and yeah it's, I think it's it's a good movie. I knew where it was going. Mm-hmm. Nineteen Seventeen. I have no idea why the fuck that was on there because there's <laughs> not a lot of dialogue in that movie, and it's like not a part. I, I, in my opinion, the writing for that movie was not nothing special. It was so okay. unimportant because the story is the simplest thing. It's just, hey, I need you to take this letter to this other uh, battalion, like this entire uh, army battalion. Uh, to stop them from attacking the Germans because it's a trap and 16,000 people will die. And then they're right. like, okay, sir. And then it's just them walking for yeah. like two hours. to get <laughs> It's like the journey to them getting to the, uh, to the other soldiers. And it looks like it's a one take within the day. Yeah. And there's nothing really particularly standout-ish when it comes to its dialogue or anything special about it. So right. I was like kind of astounded that was up for best original screenplay. Because I don't remember anything writing-wise <laughs> standing out to me. So, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I yeah, definitely but... think Once Upon a Time was good. You know, that's Oh, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood definitely had a, a uh, just a, a well-written, well-put-together story. Like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I guess people do uh, think it's, like, slow and boring in the beginning, mm-hmm. in the middle. Like, there's not a ton that just kind of moves a plot forward. Yeah. But I think the movie really shines in that, like, everything you see is very important to, like, how it all climaxes and how it yeah. all is put together at the end. It's a large setup for a really big climax. It's like, it's like a, a story usually follows, like, a, a rising action and then, like, a small rising action, a falling action, and then, like, a bigger rising action and a falling action, and then a climaxes and then the movie finishes. Yeah. Once Upon a Time is a very good, like, very gentle, easy, slow climax that really doesn't hit anywhere until, like, halfway through the movie. And then yeah. it, like, starts to exponentially grow until you get to, like, the last scene. It's like, right. bam! I think it's I worth agree. it. I think it was worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I do, too. I, I actually, that was one of the movies I bought also yesterday was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I there wanted to go. rewatch it because I really like that movie. I love Tarantino, though, so... Tarantino's writing is always really good to me. It's very sharp yeah. dialogue. It's very 
uh it's very sticky dialogue like it just you just remember lines or moments from the movie like one of the scenes that i always remember from once upon a time was when he's doing the acting bit and then he like fucks up his lines like ah shit fuck and then they have to go back and bring the camera back and then they go all right action they restart again he goes from the beginning like from wherever yeah i like moments like that those are like parts that really just stick in my brain you know yeah just, <laughs> i remember just... specifically brad pitt's lines like who are you and the guy's like i am whatever his name is and brad pitt was like now nah, it's something stupider <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that line so much <laughs> Fuck it. um so uh, i mean that's my time would have been a good mm-hmm. one too so yeah but i'm i'm happy for parasite very happy yeah no i'm all absolutely. about i'm all about a foreign film sweeping yeah same same uh next up is hair and makeup uh bombshell one i said judy but i mean bombshell one it was up against joker judy maleficent and 1917 right uh fine i've never seen bombshell so okay (laughs) everyone was saying joker was gonna win but i was like the makeup in joker i i can't really think of it it's just other than the jokers yeah i mean that but I mean, I guess it's just maybe making uh, making Joaquin look kind of as gangly as he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're just... going back on that, you know what? I'm really surprised didn't get makeup and hairstyling. Hmm. The fucking what? Irishman. Well, I mean, it didn't. They didn't put makeup on him, right? No, they did. They Remember? they did 3D CGI and all that. Well, they did 3D CGI. It's to make computer them look makeup, is no, what but, it is. But, but to make them even older, like when you got to the parts where like Joe Pesci's like literally shaking, shriveling old man, like oh, I think intense. I honestly think that's actually how Joe Pesci looks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's how he just looks now. Jesus Christ! All right, well maybe maybe you're right. They just made them looky like Robert De Niro doesn't look th- like he's old, but like they made him look really old at the end. Like that was definitely way more makeup. And then Ray Romano looks much younger than they definitely made him look in the movie. You know what? Yeah, definitely like, Joe Pesci doesn't look crazy old. But in the he, movie, I mean, they he, made him look really old though. He, made, he like, looks he looks pretty old. I mean, he's old. Like, all of them are old, but I definitely am surprised, though, that they didn't put the Irishman in there, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess Maleficent, Mistress of Evil was a... Uh, I forgot that was, was a, a movie, t- even. <laughs> Dude, you I and forgot that was a thing. planet Earth forgot about <laughs> that movie, because who the fuck gives a shit about Maleficent 2? Just like everyone's roll, everyone's rolling through their Oscar noms and like they hit in the hair and makeup and like it was the it was the one chance like hey remember Maleficent and everyone's like oh yeah maybe uh huh Mistress yeah, of Evil and everyone's like oh yeah yeah, yeah the first one was so. nominated too for fucking best makeup and it didn't win either so I was like why would this win again they tried even harder this time they're like everybody this time's gonna be it dude remember when the do fucking it. Suicide Squad one <laughs> oh god. I'm really embarrassed by that. That's such an embarrassment. I was so angry. I was like, are you kidding me? I felt like that was its pity, Oscar. Like It you, was. You, you, you tried. It was like, this Killer could Croc. have been good, but here you go. Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, but yeah, Bombshell won. I'm like, okay, so... Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really know what the hair or makeup looks like in that movie, but I'm sure it looks fine. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, we got best costumes. Little women won. Best costumes. I'm not surprised. 
it's very hard to do like a period piece set kind of in the the it's late 1800s i believe you know what's funny is or is it I early think, 1900s uh it's like 1800s i think it's 1800s is the okay. women um the funniest thing is like last year i picked the favorite and I was like, oh, because look at these extravagant dresses. It's incredible to look at. And that was one of the things I remember a lot about the favorite was, like, the costume design. So I said, oh, right. that's going to win. But it lost. And so this year I picked Jojo Rabbit. And, of course, they picked the fucking period piece with the dresses. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> god damn it. I'm so fucking mad every time. <laughs> I think I get it. I think I get costume design. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> you can never know. But good for little women. I saw it yesterday, and, you know, good for them. Yep. You know, You're good for it, Little Women. The costumes I am excited something. to see this movie. I do really want to see Little Women. Just because it's, it's got, like, great cast, and then I do like the period piece costuming. I think it looks, even though it's, like, brown, like a lot of browns and a lot of, like, kind of darker, dustier colors, it still yeah. looks a little colorful. Yeah. The best thing that Little Women has going for it, though, I will admit is something I noticed, and I was like, this was shot in film. This was shot in 35mm. I could tell by the grain. There you go. And it looked wonderful. It was like, God, if this was shot in digital, man, this movie wouldn't have looked nearly as good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. That's something I have I started picking up. Um, I remember being in college, and Joe, uh, he we would watch a movie, and he's like, sitting down there with me, I'd be watching, like, um we'd be watching moonlight oh yeah and joe's like this was shot in an ari i'm like what and he's like this was shot on an ari on an ari camera i'm like you can tell and he's like yeah it just looks like the skin tones and like there's a color to everything and i was like really so we looked it up and he was right and then we watched like stranger things and he's like this was shot on a red and i was like joe how are you doing because he was right as well and i yeah. was like joe how you get how the fuck are you doing this because it was it freaked me out but you know the more i like kind of just looked at it and i knew what to look at you know the more obvious it kind of becomes yeah yeah the more you like watch movies and stuff like that and uh you just really pick up a lot of those uh those little technical cues and just kind of the grain and the way that the camera looks and the way that everything just visually feels you can just tell because like i was looking at the grain yeah, specifically like, film with the grain. For some, film is a, for some reason just kind of very easy and very nice to notice. Yeah, but it's also like it worked for that movie in particular because I literally said if this was shot on digital, this movie would not look nearly as like good. And especially with period piece films, I feel like they definitely need to be shot on like film. Yeah, like you I know definitely what else feel like good? they add really well to it. You know what else is else looked good with the grain and film? What? It was uh, The Lighthouse. Oh, which was up for Best Cinematography, which is the next thing I wanted to talk about. Oh! And it lost to 1917. Fuck! Yep. Well, uh, can't win them all. was great. Or any of them, I guess. Yeah, Roger Deakins won again. You know, he won for uh, Blade Runner 2049, and yep. he won now for uh, 1917. Roger Deakins is just a household name when it's it comes a... to cinematography. Can you hear my he roommate? Is. Uh... I just kind of heard him from the distance. My cat. I think he's. Being... I think he's doing. So my my roommate does voice acting, and I think he's doing that right now. Oh, he's doing voice acting. He's doing some screaming. Yeah. Ooh. So go, Mike. Maybe he'll be in the movies one day. I hope so. Maybe he'll Maybe. be on the big screen. 
Hell yeah. We'll see him at the Oscars. Still invite yeah, us, we'll, right? Yeah, we'll be there. Well, no, we'll invite him. Oh, we'll invite him to the Oscars. Yep. Because we were there it. We were there this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were there so, hanging out with Tom yeah. Hanks in the front row. Yeah. He was uh, He was a cool dude. Uh, I like oh, Tom Hanks. Oh, absolutely. Tom Hanks. But Good man. Yeah. But how do you feel about 1917 winning? I don't know. Like, I have, on... like, no... Oh, I dropped my flash drive. I have, like, no <laughs> real feelings towards 1917 is like best cinematography it looked cool there's a lot going on because they did like scenes they shot with flares yeah so there's a lot of cool things going on with the light they they were doing a lot of different stuff yeah and um that was always that was super neat like the 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 way they went about lighting things was interesting that's the only thing i think 1917 had uh i don't want to call them gimmicks they definitely aren't gimmicks but they had unique know. lighting uh, choices that kind of made it interesting, and I wonder if yeah. that just helped it. I I think I think it did because like nineteen like after seeing nineteen seventeen, it was like it was like that was the best thing about it was like visually the camera like moving around and how they got it from place to place and scene to scene. You know, you don't you don't notice the cuts at all. It flows very naturally. Yeah. Um. It's impressive. Like it's really impressive technical work, and I think that's that's the best things about 1917. Really, is like its technicals are astounding, whereas everything else about it is just kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of whatever. So I, you know, I I really think it, I'm happy it won best cinematography, but I really love the lighthouse. The lighthouse oh. has such a specific quality and look and feel. I kind of wanted that one to win. I really wanted the lighthouse to win. Like, I knew I it was going to go to specifically with the lighting and the the illumination. I guess everything looked like it was filmed yeah. from like the 30s or 40s. Like it looked like a really well made period classic. piece that was like it looked like a classic. Like it was yeah. already made specifically with a lot of the outdoor scenes, like super mm-hmm. bright. But at the same time, you like looking at it like this just looks like a stage. Like it was just lit and everything's yeah. perfect. Everything's beautiful. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, just some of the just some of the framing mm-hmm. you get. I think with a lot of films that A twenty four makes and a lot of films I've seen recently, um, you get these cool you get cool framing, but it it's not like just cool to be cool. Yeah. I think Wes Anderson is another uh, example. The way he frames shots, like they look fascinating. Yeah, they're very symmetrical. They don't stick out as being like just a cool shot. Like, oh, it has like meaning and it feels like it fits. Yeah, and it's like a perspective vector point that you're like looking directly at something. Like, you know exactly what you're following. You know exactly what you're supposed to look at. You know exactly where the characters are moving, and it's like it's very, very geometrical. His his type of cinematography is very uh. Line, oh, yeah. straight lines and dolly forwards and very centered position stuff and it's like oh yeah very purposeful in it's like in the blocking and the way that the, like everything is set up and yeah. i don't want to i don't want to discredit 1917 because it is pretty well done but i'm really kind of wondering when the time of like these movies that are one shot like they make them look like it's a one shot take because birdman was the first one that i think in my mind that did stuff like that when will uh, the Birdman... finally make you go, 
okay, I think we're going to stop recognizing movies. I keep doing it because then it becomes too much of a gimmick. <laughs> and then people yeah, there's catch Birdman, on to it. Um, uh, Birdman, and then, bef- I mean, years ago... Um, Oh, who's the the famous director? Everybody knows. Did Psycho? Um, uh, Hitchcock. Hitchcock did a, a movie that looked like a one take. Yeah. Um, this was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and there's another one other than Birdman. There's another one movie that looks like a, a it's supposed to be a one take movie. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's been a couple of them. There's been a few of them in the past few years. And they've been kind of popping up more noticeable. But I wonder when the Academy is going to stop being like, okay, maybe these one take movies shouldn't always win yeah you know i mean i i i I knew it was a safe bet to take 1917 to win because everyone's gonna was always talking about oh my god the the camera work was incredible you know which it was you know i think it was very impressive but i don't know like i want movies like the lighthouse to get like that a movie that takes a cut and makes it worth your while yeah yeah god that like the the scene at the end of the movie with like a bunch of the montages and just interesting frame and just interesting yeah. shots that like flash in front of your eyes mm-hmm. there's a bunch of stuff there's so much stuff oh yeah definitely um but but good for roger deakins winning a second yeah, good, good job, his roger. second academy award i mean he's deserved it for so long so yeah. i'm i'm very happy for him anyways um but yeah maybe maybe next year we'll see who who gets it now so. next year an a24 film a24 film might win yeah same also i really wished uh waves was up for best uh cinematography because fuck the camera work of that movie was insanely good like there's a 360 car shot that like like i'm not oh, even shit. kidding it was like incredible i don't know how they did it and the whole car is packed with people like i'm not even kidding like there's someone in the front seat the passenger seat and in the back seats all full but they're doing a 360 rotation shot and it's, I'm like, and they're all singing and chanting in the car. And I'm like, how the fuck do they do this shot? Based on spatial awareness. It's insane. Jeez. Like, I'm just like, God damn, this is impressive. So like things like that. I'm like, man, I wish I, I wish movies like that got, you know, up for best cinematography. So yeah, but yeah, no. Oh, well, uh, best original song, best original song. Uh, winner was I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Yeah. Uh, Elton John won his, I think, second Oscar? Or... Were, yep, his second. Because he did for Lion King, correct? Yes. Circle of Life, I Circle think? of Life! Yeah. Yeah, so Circle of Life won best, uh, best score, but second time Elton John's now won, and I, that was my pick, and I was really happy. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I was worried it was gonna go to Into the Unknown, because of Frozen 2, yeah, <laughs> like that was the let it. That was the let it go of Frozen two, and I was like, "Ooh, that might." But then I heard "Stand Up" from Harriet, and holy fuck, that that performance got the whole room to stand up, literally at the end, and oh, give yeah, a yeah. rounding round of applause. I was like, "Shit, she could win." I thought I thought "Stand Up" from Harriet was gonna win at that point, but then I was like listening to "I'm Gonna Love Me Again." I was like, "Nah, it's gonna go to it's gonna go to Elton John. It has to." He was he was putting on such a good show at the end, and I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna be it." Yeah. So I was happy. I still need to see Rocket Man though. Yeah, same. I haven't seen it. Absolutely. So. Uh, definitely gonna watch it this year. Still it's need to be... see Frozen Two also. Same year. <laughs> I've not seen it at all. <laughs> I I don't know. So that was kind of a guess. But I listened to all the songs on my phone before I chose, and I was like, yeah. okay, which one sounds like an Oscar winner here? 
And I'm gonna love me again definitely sounded like something that the Academy would pick. Right. So, you know. Uh best original score, Joker. Uh Best Original Score. Yeah, went to the Joker. Fascinating soundtrack. I don't know how I feel about it because I was listening to it and it's all very like slow strings and it's yes. very like eerie and it's good for the movie but right. as its own thing i was like i feel like there's so much more music out there that was like a little bit more you know that had a little bit something more to it i so what i felt from it because i listened to it i listened to the joker soundtrack uh on the way to work this morning and it's um very interesting actually i think it was yesterday yesterday to work um and i can i feel what the movie's about listening to the soundtrack it's you know slow rise there's it is very slow strings but at the same time it's like very there's a very specific mood you get and i think there was a purpose it was a good purpose to choose strings for the movie because of the whole like concept of being a puppet in capitalist society and yeah a society that kind of just throws away a lot of people and um i mean I, for me it was very obvious why they chose the strings as the lead instruments and yeah, the 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 album was a lot of just kind of the same sound. Yeah, it sounded very samey throughout, which is why I was surprised it won. But it was winning a lot, and I'm really happy for her because she's the first female uh, composer to win uh, Best Original Score. So I'm very happy for the person that won it. She yeah. is, I think she's, I mean, I love her, and I think that she, I'm sure her music's very good. But Joker had kind of a very basic uh, sounding score. It wasn't anything that really stuck out to me. I just remember it being very slow and very eerie, which is good for, like, the movie. But I don't know if, in concept, if it was the best out of, like, music I have to give it a listen again, I think. But I do remember when hearing it, it was, like, it's very... It's very good. It's very interesting. Uh, I was not bored. I'd say I wasn't bored listening to it. it no, I wasn't like either. Had meaning. Yeah, uh, but you know, good for her. I'm really happy. And uh, yeah. yeah, the I other mean, ones are great know. too. Little Women's uh, soundtrack. I, I, I love Alexandra Desplat. Like, yeah, his music just, was really uh, good in that movie. It all was... of his stuff from like Pets to I, th- um, a, I mean Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, like, his shit is just it's fun to listen to he's a very good uh orchestral composer yeah. he just he just makes good big band stuff yeah i liked his music in like you know harry Potter and the deathly hallows he did a really good job yes with. i liked absolutely. his music from the tree of life that was a phenomenal score uh which i think he won for i think he won the tree of life uh oscar for the best score so that was a amazing win for him so that yeah. was good um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, Mayor's Story, I think, by Randy Newman was pretty good, too. Randy Newman as I mean, he's always been a fantastic musician. He's been a great person to create music. Yeah. Everyone knows him for his voice and for specifically, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> the toys. You got me. <laughs> Dude, every, I literally started laughing so hard during him singing, uh, I can't let you throw yourself away because I couldn't stop laughing at his voice. He has I a had very to get unique and, voice, and he knows that. Yeah, he's like, you can't let yourself get thrown away. And I was like, losing it. You know, it's like, really. God damn it. Have you have you listened to his Tiny Desk concert? No, I haven't. It's a very very good wholesome, 
live performance. He's got uh, a couple really good songs that are touching. He's got one about he sings about his wife, and he sings uh, about you know like I'm this I'm that you know, but um but the lines always end with but she chose me, uh, you know like but she like you know he loves she loves him and uh, he's got a he's so got a very cute. good collection of like very nice songs. I that's mean, my, my favorite from him is Short People Got No Reason. <laughs> if you Have you heard that one? Yeah, I actually have heard that song. Just, like, <laughs> it's a very, it's actually a very good, uh, it's a very good commentary on, like, racism. Like, isn't mm-hmm. it ridiculous how we, like, this song saying short people have no reason to live? Well, you know, it's a very important commentary on what we do with uh, stereotypes. Absolutely. I um, love it. I think he's. I think he's really good. In um, general, Marriage Story, though, I thought it was okay. Soundtrack didn't terribly like stand out. No, but it no, was very it was fitting. There... It's very New York. Yeah, it fit with what the movie was doing. When the scene, Absolutely. when it was there, it was like, oh, it's serving the it's serving the scene, and yeah. adding a little bit of the emotional kick behind it. Like, I... I think of the scene when they're closing like the gate between each other. Like when they're like you know when she's when he's uh got his kid he dropped off his yeah. kid with Scarlett Johansson they're you know and they're closing the gate between each other god that and the music kind of just kicked in that's yeah. where I like the music stuck with me I think um but yeah and then Star Wars Rise of Skywalker I wasn't really like thinking about the music at all during that movie I I, I, mean, I can't even remember anything Sh- other than the Star Scott Wars Williams scene. got a lot of Oscars he's good <laughs> yeah that man's done plenty he doesn't he's good yeah, I um, do remember specifically though liking the um uh there's a scene where Ray is exploring the Death Star, the first Death Star, the mm-hmm. one that fell and is in the ocean. And there's a very I just love the little there's a very high high violin playing just very slowly the um Imperial March. Mm, just the Imperial yeah. theme just like ba 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 and just very slow yeah. but like very very high it was very yeah. eerie yeah i like that too but you um, ryan you skipped over thomas newman 1917 uh, uh actually i'll be honest his score when it like when in like this when the score was actually like necessary it was yeah. really good like for me there's two scenes in which the score was like really kind of out in the open because a lot of it was very s- small little ambient noise. The score really didn't kick in for me except for uh, I don't want to say spoilers, but there's a scene that happens and he gets onto a truck and then he's uh, in this truck with all these soldiers and the music is playing and it's really beautiful. The only problem is that the scene itself is like a really bad time to be playing that song. Oh yeah. Because, like, it's a great scene if we didn't hear what the characters are saying. Because the characters around him are telling a story about this guy who shit his... He, like, shit himself. And he's wiping shit on, like, some dude's back. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like... And it's such an emotional oh. score piece. And you're supposed to feel bad for the main <laughs> character. Like, that that just went through something really bad. And oh something my. really tragic happened. And then all of a sudden, it's like... <laughs> it's playing this really emotional score where these kids are talking about shit wiping on someone's back. Oh god! So it's really out of place and very inappropriate. And I was like, uh, I, I I love Thomas. God Newman. damn it! But the music love. was 
the music at the fucking scene when he's running out of the trench and running across the battlefield. Holy shit. That score, that part right there, beautiful. Absolute right. high recommendation just to listen to that fucking scene because I wanted to listen to it on its own because that was amazing. Like, that part was like, damn, this score is gorgeous. It's and common- I was like... Thomas Newman has always been able to woo, woo me with a good movie soundtrack. I mean, like, yeah. Finding Nemo. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, what was the Joe Black with Brad Pitt? Joe Black, um, Road to Perdition. Uh, oh, I haven't I haven't seen Road to Perdition, actually. Good-ass movie. Also, great-ass soundtrack. Um, okay. Freaking, uh, what was the 1990s movie with uh, basically started... Um, Oh god, the Kevin's uh, Kevin Spacey. We're basically uh, starting Kevin Spacey's suspects? group. No, it, it was the one before that, I think. Uh uh oh, with the girl, Ameri- the teenage girl. Oh, American Beauty. American I Beauty. I love that score. The I listen score to that score very often. So good. I love that movie score. Just, I Give have it in more my Thomas playlist. Newman. Good stuff. Just good stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um All right, we're going to move on to best film editing. Best film editing. Uh, Ford v Ferrari one. I didn't see it, so I don't know how good the editing is. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, my pick was Parasite, but you know, that was it because I didn't know what else yeah. to put. I was like, I don't know. It was The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, and Joker were also up for best yeah. film editing. I mean, The Irishman, like, like as it, I didn't notice the editing at all. It was very, very straightforward. I, it just worked, you know. But um, I, it was I, slow. I felt like it was just the whole movie they, was kind of the same feeling. They could have trimmed the fat. That was a movie that definitely could have used some big trimming on that editing. Yeah, I think I think a lot really of the movie is. I think a lot of the movie is, in my opinion, Robert De Niro. Um, just shots of Robert De Niro going. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. kind of him, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I understand. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I like that he's supposed yeah. to be Irish, but he's very Italian. Yo, uh, I'm just saying. Irishman, but it's called the Irishman. Robert De Niro. It's super fucking Italian. Even when yeah. he was talking, he was like, "Yeah," and they're like, and then when they said, "Oh yeah, well you're an," it's weird that you're an Irishman being in here. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's supposed to be Irish, isn't he?" Yeah, he's not, he's not really acting Irish. He's acting fairly Italian. Yeah, he's just be like top of the morning, top of the morning to you, lassie. Yeah. Oh God, like, like that. Any. So yeah. All right. This isn't acting, so you know. But editing. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll replace my face and voice in post. Oh, there you go. Um, best visual effects. Uh, was Avengers Endgame, Irishman, Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars, 1917 won. Yeah, I'm not, I'm actually not terribly surprised, specifically that the Irishman didn't win. There's, for me, it was still, like, I could still tell a lot when Robert De Niro looked like not Robert De Niro. There's yeah. a lot of specific scenes, especially in the beginning, where they tried to make him look really young. Where, like, yeah. Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro just did not look natural. Like, especially mm-hmm. with, like, the neck, maybe. Like, the lighting from the neck or wherever is, like, 
It's yeah, like, it's oh, the... they got all these neck folds now that they're old, and they have to, like, yeah. paint them out. Like, at the beginning it's... of the movie, Robert De Niro is supposed to be, like, late 20s. Yeah. And he does not. He looks like no. he's in his 40s. Yeah, he he still looked like a 40 to 30-year-old. Not, not even 30, 40. He looked like yeah. he was in his 40s to near 50s. Yeah. Like, it definitely, uh, I definitely, like, wasn't, I wasn't very convinced at the ages of the characters. Yeah. Because they're so old now, and it's like, because, uh, like, it's a different thing if you're making a young actor look older. Like, if they make them start look young, and then you age makeup the fuck out of them and make them look older, I think that's more impressive. Yeah. So. Um, and I think, but, I'm not, I'm not, a sh- I don't think it's terribly upsetting if we still, like, go back to hiring a young kid to play a young version and then a different guy to play the old version. No, yeah, I agree. I think that's fine. As long as, you know, it looks like this could be the same person. Or they're yeah. so old, it's like, oh, well, who cares? They're not going to look like that. You know, like Tom Hanks in a, like a Saving Private Ryan, you know. You have old old man, and then you, they flash back, and it's, you know, with Tom Hanks and all that. And you're like, yeah, that right. looks nothing like... And he, that that, prob- <laughs> that guy definitely does not look like young Tom Hanks, but you know, yeah. he's old. He's like so old. It's like who gives a shit? <laughs> oh yeah. So. But I don't know. I'm surprised Lion King didn't win. I'm gonna be honest. Or even like Avengers Endgame. Yeah, like, like the technical achievements were fascinating, and uh, yeah, specifically even... for Lion King, they were amazing. But like, I just I did not. Lion King was just. Uh, there's a meme I love now, which is like. Simba seeing his dad die and it's like yeah. it's like um it's like photorealistic anguish and sadness. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just a, it just looks like a lion cub. Just look I'm not I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I'm saying if you were talking about you want the most if, realistic yeah. looking like CG, like Lion King. Yeah. I got to admit, it's like they look just like yeah. the real animal and it's really good. Like it's not bad. Like you could see like the details in the in that but yeah as a movie it, it sucks i i, I hate <laughs> it i did not like the lion king at all i thought it was terrible yeah i mean I, my vote for my vote in just cinematography i'm sorry in visual effects would go to the lion king better i mean endgame even like yeah endgame had an incredible like scope there was it. just so much i mean if you've seen Endgame, if you had the if you had the balls and you had the 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 care to look at the credits for Endgame. You get to the visual effects area where they start oh like crediting God. just the visual effects artists, and it's they don't have room. They don't have time to just have two lines of visual effects art or like four lines. It's just straight up just wall, just a wall yeah. of names of visual mm-hmm. effects artists. Yep, yep. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's really, it's truly beautiful. Oh yeah, and a lot of them are so hardworking. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but oh, animators, uh, animators, you get my respect. Hell yeah, same keyframe. You keyframers out there, you you uh you three D sculptors out there, you tweens. I don't know. I don't know all the jobs <laughs> that go into visual effects, but you got yeah. my respect. Absolutely, you guys work really hard, and I gotta say, you don't you get you don't get enough credit. Yeah, where credit is due. You you deserve more than a wall of text. <laughs> yeah, you deserve a place in my heart. <laughs> Place in my heart. <laughs> my heart will go on. But yeah. Um, uh, all right. Now we're getting into like the final big big ones. All right. Ooh. So we got best supporting actor. We have Brad Pitt. 
who won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I feel like he deserves it. He yeah. did real good. I just the one thing I cannot get over Brad Pitt for is just he and in a in a good way. He I forget he's Brad Pitt in every movie he's in. I don't know how he does it, but there's movies where like you know, I see Tom Hanks and it's like, oh that's Tom Hanks as whatever. Or I see like I mean Tom Hanks, I guess just but anytime I see a movie with Brad Pitt in it, it's like, damn, that's not I don't know who this is and I'm gonna learn. Mm. Like World War Z Brad Pitt is much different than uh Inglorious Bastards Brad Pitt. And that yeah. Brad Pitt is just so different to freaking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Brad Pitt. Yeah. And I mean, I if if um my favorite Brad Pitt role ever is um Burn After Reading. Oh god, yeah. The co- like just I never knew I needed um himbo Brad Pitt until I saw that movie and it's just <laughs> you take a cool ass actor who just looks like a badass in most of his films just make him a dunce and they yeah, did he, make him a dunce. Brad Pitt owned it and it is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he's just like oh yeah he's a totally different kind of badass in this movie oh yeah and I totally. loved it I I was really shocked to learn that he was like this was like the first time he's actually won an acting Oscar it's, I didn't know that. He deserves I, it. He deserves it. I couldn't it. believe it because I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure he's won the Oscar for acting. Nope, he hasn't. This is the first time. And it blows mm. my mind because he he is really talented. He's been in the industry for so long. I assumed he just would have eventually, but he's won for like producing, yeah. but not anything for uh, for acting, though, which I'm just astounded by. So, I mean, I mean good, good for I mean, him. I'm glad he Astra. finally won. Ad Astra was so good. Once Upon a Time was so good. Just yeah, he he does it all in my opinion, and he does it yeah. well. He does it very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, he was in. Um, I mean, he's in a ton of movies. He's just yeah, in a ton he's of done movies. So much. I mean, he was in uh, Twelve Years a Slave, uh, which yeah. he also produced. Um, he was in Moneyball. He was in um, you know Interview oh, yeah. with a Vampire. If we want to go back to early Brad Pitt, oh, even good shit. Like, really honestly great actor really really good yeah so, i mean i don't know i, I can think, i can list off was of, he in it was he in a, um Bra, uh, ba, what was it called bramble bumble Bra, babble he's in babble oh yeah yeah babble oh he was great in that movie i loved his character in oh, that movie super good really good movie really underrated in e2 movie um, yes if you like the revenant watch babble really good movie i agree yeah that was a good one um yeah, so no, good, good job, Brad Pitt, and he had good a really job. nice speech, and I good liked job. him uh, a lot. Uh, he was, he's, he definitely deserves it. I love Brad Pitt to death. He's great. Yeah. Um, the Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and the Irishman—they pretty much played every character I've seen them play before. Yeah, because I was like, opinion. I've seen Goodfellas. I've seen yeah, Goodfellas, I've seen, and it's like, <laughs> I've seen okay. Goodfellas. I've seen. I'm gonna even say Home Alone. Just like hey, <laughs> I'm, I am New Yorky, you know. Just well, actually, you know what's funny is like. Joe Pesci, like, Goodfellas is super different from Irishman, good, like, uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah. like, Joe Pesci's, like, a hothead in fucking Goodfellas. I will Whereas, admit, like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting in the Irishman to see him very, very subdued. just un, unaffected and very... Yeah, he's like, come on, man, I'm just trying to help you over here. And we I almost thought, like, at some times he was gonna blow. Like, in, yeah. the, in the movie, he's gonna get big. But no, the whole movie no, is just he, this quiet, he, soft-spoken... Yep, he's the quiet, soft-spoken Italian mobster. So I was like, all right. It was, we'll it was so, definitely different. We'll than, do some uh, Godfather the, shit with the, that. The, right. 
you know, then they did at least they didn't retread the Godfather, like G, oh, not the Godfather, uh, Goodfellas, you know. Yeah. But you know, I actually really liked uh, uh, Al Pacino a lot in The Irishman, so he was good. I didn't see the two popes, but every time they cut to the two popes, it looked cheap as fuck. <laughs> that movie looked it, really, really, like over, like over, like um, exposed and cheap. Yeah, it's very bright. I don't know. It looks like if I say a rom com, it looks like it's just <laughs> a little goofy movie. Yeah, like the I two popes, I I feel like everything I've seen about it is like <clears throat> Anthony Hopkins and this other guy. Who I'm sorry, I know it's a uh, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price the um they're just hanging out and it's like it looks like it's kind of kind of quirky mm-hmm. which is fine also i'm not surprised something that has to do with catholic faith <laughs> did not win an oscar i'm not shocked um so. that the yeah, church is going through a lot of problems um oh yeah born, oh, yeah. born and raised roman catholic i i feel like though the church has got a lot of problems in yep. I was born and raised Roman Catholic too, so it's uh, not like, help. Uh, th- yeah, things need to change, and <laughs> it's not. I was working. an altar boy, and don't worry about me. I was fine. <laughs> yeah, I almost I was lucky. an altar boy, but like, I, I, like I can't remember. I was on the list to be an altar boy, and then they never had me do it. They're just like, "Yeah, you're an altar boy. We'll let you know when." And I just oh. never did it. I ended up singing the choir every day, so every Sunday, so Oh, I whatever. did the choir, too. Whenever I was an altar server, I was choir. Oh, That was fun. They used to make me um, canter, which, for those of you who don't know, is the basically the singer, the solo singer, who does all the leading of the music. Have and, you ever um, done the readings? I, I, I have done the... I did do, like, the readings, and I always liked doing the readings more than singing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I don't know. There's, the there's something more. about singing. You have to be specific. I, I felt like I had to be perfect, but the readings nah. were fun. I could do that. Uh, yeah, I did. I did all three. So I was I yeah. was a hussy in the church. Hussy? <laughs> 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 Not anymore. Let's just no. put it this way. I don't go to church anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe someday I'll, I'll get back. I'll do. But I. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really impressed. <laughs> no. They better for make me, some changes. For me, it would be the community is why I go back. The people. Yeah, yeah, and same. It, that's one of the things is, like, you got to be surrounded like, yo, with good actually, people. Actually, I'll be honest. I love the free coffee and the free donuts and, like, yeah, that's good shit, man. That's, that's good always shit. dope. Yeah. <laughs> so, you went Anyways, through a whole sermon, go get some free food. Go for it. Get yourself um, <laughs> some, some drinks, some lemonade. Mm, Brad Pitt, good job. Good job, Brad Pitt. Uh, best supporting actress, we got Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Good for Good job, her. Laura. Came a long way from uh, from uh, fucking uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park, all the way to Star Wars. Then yeah, Marriage she did Story. Star Wars. She did Marriage Story. She was also in Little Women as well this year. Oh, yes. That's yeah. true. She plays as uh, the mom. Yeah. So, of all the daughters. so I do uh, like Laura Dern. I do like yeah, her. I love her. She's great. Uh, she really deserves it because, actually... I just saw her first movie that she ever did, which was Blue Velvet from David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. She was fucking great in that movie. Yeah. So uh, I was a little yeah. upset Florence Pugh didn't win, but I'm okay. It's okay. Florence Florence Pugh is a little new to the scene comparatively. Yeah, I, think, I think Florence Florence Pugh has a lot of uh, has a lot of potential. Oh my I god! Think she, she I is. Think she definitely can. She can definitely pull out a much better performance. But she's I up there as my favorite, like one of my favorites. Just, oh, yeah. 
she had like midsummer she pulled out all the stops yeah it's so good i think florence Pugh is a really great actress i love her so far but um i definitely think that she's gonna she's gonna definitely go much bigger places oh absolutely i mean if she's not already there like she's oh she's going oh yeah um you know scarlett johansson with jojo rabbit i was like eh, okay not bad she had an all right pretty good performance overall like i didn't uh there was like maybe one scene that stuck out to me that i was like okay she was pretty good but you know i think she did better in marriage story honestly so she she really did a great job in marriage story yeah that was her way like way better performance was in marriage story um yeah but which she was also nominated for but uh yeah i don't know Jojo Rabbit, she was pretty. She was good. She was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Margot Robbie, I didn't see Bombshell, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how she <laughs> there you go. Um, now back. Now the best actor, uh, Joaquin. 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 The good man. Great name. Yeah. First time he's ever won. I feel like he deserves it. He's been doing a lot. Won an Oscar. He was very emotional. His, he was very emotional during his speech. He was extremely, like, sincere, but also really serious. Like, that yeah, was it such felt, a great... I don't know. I was a little weirded out. It felt like all of a sudden... Yeah. I don't know. I felt like he was back. He was the Joker again all of a sudden. Yeah. Which, I was like, I, I leaned over to my friend and was like, when's he going to pull out the gun? <laughs> <laughs> it's It was... I mean, it's probably coming from a real good place, uh, a place of truth. Um, no, yeah. No, he, I think I think he. I felt uh, to me a little bit like he was starting to ramble, he especially was when he started talking about cows and milk. Oh God, when trust he went me, all vegan. I was like, trust there me, it I is. get it. I get where he's coming from, and I liked mm-hmm. his message. Yeah, I liked what I liked the the theme he was going. Yeah, like I definitely think he's a he has a lot of good intentions. I think you know I'm really happy for Joaquin because I really like him as an actor. I think he deserves a lot of recognition. I think oh, yeah. it's finally time that he won something because he's been snubbed for like so many performances and roles and he's just never gotten any recognition. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, it's so good to finally see him do it. I, I don't know why it always seems like anybody that plays the Joker is just going to win an Oscar <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Except, for Jared. Except for Jared Leto. <laughs> because Jared Leto fucking blows ass. But Jared Leto <laughs> that... has won an Oscar already, so he could go fuck off. Uh, who posted the picture in our group chat of like oh, yeah, Jared Leto as Squidward looking out of his window at what yeah. would be SpongeBob and Patrick, but it's it's Joaquin Phoenix and, and Heath Ledger. And Heath Ledger, <laughs> fucking like just dancing with their Oscars outside. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who do you think would have would have been your second choice? I guess out of the the people because you had For Adam Driver, best... Leo. Antonio and Jonathan Price. Who would you have picked? I guess as your second choice. Uh, I don't know. I think Leo did really good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really yeah. liked his character. And then I think Adam Driver. Of that, Adam Driver also in A Marriage Story. My choice. My second choice was Adam Driver. He like Adam Driver in the past like four or five years has kind of just come out of the blue and like done such a good job. Yeah. His uh, performance, even in Black Klansman, he was really good in that movie. Oh God, I loved, loved that, him movie. In that movie. Yeah, great movie, and he was super good in that one. Uh, I was hoping he would win for Black Klansman, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well. Maybe maybe next year, because I mean, honestly, this year he really proved himself. Oh like, yeah. He was one of my favorite parts of Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. He was one of my favorite parts. Like he was, 
incredible and merit story. So, I mean, I don't know. I think Adam Driver next year, I think this year could potentially have, like, a really huge year. Yeah. I think he could potentially really kind of skyrocket. Maybe he'll actually win something. I hope so. Yeah. Um, My boy. I can hear fucking, I can hear Mike screaming. Yeah, I heard him screaming. Oh, God, I'm about to burp and throw up. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I did not throw up, but I did burp. Okay. Uh, so, best actress, we got Renee Zellweger winning for Judy. I didn't watch it, so... Okay. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll okay. take your word for it. I was very upset Saoirse Ronan Saoirse didn't win. I know. Yeah, so this is the one that you were saying in the earlier, way earlier. Yeah, way, early, way at the beginning of the episode. Just, I, just I've loved Saoirse Ronan and everything my lovely bones she was you know that's where i started that's (laughs) where i started Hmm? the lovely bones the lovely bones yeah not my (laughs) my lovely bones uh in the lovely bones lovely bones but you know and she's just grown i see i like grand budapest Mm -hmm. lady bird oh she's just like i saw uh a movie called the seagull and oh yeah that's right love love her in every movie she's in brooklyn she's very good I, just, I like I, I like Shorsha Ronan so a she lot, wrote. and I love oh. her so much. She seems such like a sweet girl too. Absolutely, I mean yes. Also, I love her accent. Yeah, she's a real cutie. So she's good. a heart stopper right there, isn't she? Absolutely, <laughs> I'd marry her on the spot. I know, uh, heartthrob. Honestly, top ten heartthrobs. <laughs> Shorsha Ronan. Hey, hit me up, Shorsha, if you're looking. <laughs> no, not hey, hey. Hold on, it's I'm funny. Kay- Kayla and I were getting into a conversation about like. I was like, I was going to marry Saoirse Ronan one day. And Kayla's like, not if I marry her first. Oh, like, shit. Oh, nah. Dude, we're all going to fight for Saoirse Ronan's uh, marriage. <laughs> She's just, she at the baseline, she is just someone I would love to have a conversation with. Because she seems like such a fun person. Oh, yeah. She seems like such a sweetheart. And I love her. And so, I, also, I mean, Lady Bird is one of my favorite, mo- favorite movies uh, she's in. Yeah. So that was one of her best performances was in lady bird in my opinion absolutely i love i mean grand budapest was fantastic she was a good role but i she did not do a ton of acting in that movie Mm-mm. lady bird oh mm. yeah that was her time to shine was lady <laughs> I fucking, bird i fucking Got love the scene way. in the car and the one where she she's with her best friend at, at a party at a bar right mm-hmm. and she finds her boyfriend kissing a dude in the bathroom oh yeah and it's like they discover this Hard cut, weeping in the car, listening to listening to Space Dave Between Matthews. by Dave Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I love that part I, so much. I was I was watching this movie at um at a re, at a resort place called Chautauqua Institution. Oh yeah, and this yeah. theater I was watching it in is a very small theater. And there's a bunch of old people all around me because that's is pretty much the atmosphere and the environment is just old rich people going here so everyone's watching the movie quietly and then that scene cuts to like the car and <laughs> fucking space between and oh me me and my friend clara and her sister just explode just laughed just screamed we thought it was so funny and i swear to god <laughs> everyone else in the theater got pissed at us because hashtag relatable hashtag we've all very, been there <laughs> i mean yeah uh, all the other old you know people skipped it the- but <laughs> that's the only dave matthews band song i've ever heard <laughs> really yeah you've only ever heard the space between. Yeah. you haven't heard yeah. crash into me oh well no i've heard that song you but, haven't uh, heard probably his one of his most famous ones is ansco marching nope under the table and waiting nope 
Two-step? Nope. Oh my god, you haven't heard any of these. Nope, I don't listen to Dave Matthews Band. I only knew The Space Between and Crash Into Me. Those are god the damn. two songs I've heard. So when that scene played, I was like, oh, I know that Dave Matthews Band song. But then I started laughing because it's the only one I've ever listened to when I was feeling like in that moment too. So I was like, oh shit, I've listened to this too. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> god damn, so. Dave Matthews has a lot of songs out. Yeah. Like, he's got a ton of albums. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my second choice would have been actually Scarlett Johansson. I think I personally, I yeah. kind of wish Scarlett Johansson won. I think I agree. Because, I think like, I agree. This... Like Saoirse Ronan and Scarlett Johansson, she's Scarlett Johansson definitely deserves. Actually, I'm gonna be honest. I think Scarlett Johansson did a better job than Shorsha. Yeah, you shut your fucking mouth. I'm sorry. Mouth. I love Saoirse Ronan, but I don't think she did nearly as First good. First of all, as... it's Saoirse Ronan. Second of all, shut your fucking mouth. Okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for uh, tuning. <laughs> 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 I was wondering how long we could go until I'd be like, okay, you, you pass it off. What is, what's the last two things that we could talk about? Thanks for tuning yeah. in, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> um, all right, last two. We're on Best Director. Best Bong Director. Joon. No one's surprised. Nope. Very not, excited. Not Very happy for him. Yep. Bong Joon did a thing, and he made it happen. And he made, he made his happen. Oscars kiss. And we've talked about... I mean, we talked about this movie. We talked about this movie. Yeah, he made the Oscars kiss. I fucking love that shot. <laughs> that picture is so good of him with the two Oscars. He's going <laughs> to kiss each other like Barbie dolls. Um, he's such... I, he's a mood, and I, I I hope to be like him one day. Yeah, same. I, wa- I want to win two Oscars and make them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> or if I get an Oscar and you get an Oscar, we make them both <gasps> Ryan! Kiss. Oh, yes, yeah, Ryan. If we both win an Oscar, we're gonna go on the red carpet. We're gonna make him kiss. Oh, dude, let's do it. I would totally make our Oscars kiss each other. I would totally do it. <laughs> um, he was It'll up against. He was up against Quentin Tarantino, Sam Mendes, Todd Phillips, and Martin Scorsese. I can't quite, believe quite he, a loaded gun to go up against. Absolutely, you know? like like he he was praising Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese, and then mm-hmm. he goes and he beats the boat. Like, I mean, it, it was beautiful. His whole thing, his whole, yeah. like, his exuberance and his excitement and his giddiness for, like, yeah. just filmmaking and, you know, being kind of in his element. It's just, it was great. And I'm actually, it's surprising. I'm going to carry the idea of, like, you know, creativity is found in inside yourself and, like, pers- uh, being, um, being uh, what, what was it specifically? But it, it was making it personal makes it creative and that's like yeah. something that started resonating with me too absolutely also uh if you like bong joon ho movies go watch the host go watch snowpiercer watch okja memoirs yeah. of a murder uh fucking mother those are mother? three yeah. films he's done uh not mother the one with uh, uh uh what's her face um jennifer lawrence no, yeah, not the American one. <laughs> it came out in two thousand nine. It's a it's a South Korean it's film. The, mother. It's the Korean one. <laughs> yeah, all very good movies. You could watch at least I think Snowpiercer, Okja, and The Host on Netflix right yeah. now. So those are three Bong Joon Ho movies you can totally watch right now. And yeah. he's an incredible director. So if you want to see Parasite, you should also watch his other films. Very very good. I love him. I think he deserves it. Great director. He's gonna go down in history. Just oh, has totally. a lot of great films. 
Absolutely. He's got a great lineup, and I can't wait to see what else he does next now that he's won an Oscar. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see where he goes now. So let's see. We'll, we'll keep our eye on Bong Joon-ho over here. Bong Joon, love you. So he's, he's doing things. He's making big, big strides. But, you know, I was a little weird that, like, Todd Phillips was up for Best Director. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, I can't really think of anything... Like directing or cinematography wise about Joker that really stood out to me. I mean, I guess it's I just don't know. just where it went and what it was tackling and it all being put together like it was. I guess, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. I was like, ah, he's ah, that's a weird choice, but okay. So it was weird to see him at the Oscars. I was like, man, this is the guy that made fucking Hangover Part Three. Yeah, <laughs> where a giraffe gets his head cut off in the beginning yeah. <laughs> of the film i'm like okay <laughs> you know talk about so, a jack of all trades yeah or mm-hmm. a joker of all trades. is that why he made it also bradley cooper i guess helped pr- produce that movie which i was like wait what like me and my friend were like shocked actually. about that but because i guess bradley cooper with the hangover films that makes like, sense oh, okay actually yeah Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think Bradley Cooper is one to really support all of the arts. So yeah. I'm actually not surprised when I, I don't usually get surprised when he has his like fingers dipped in a in a specific project. Yeah, because he seems like a guy who's just like this sounds like something that could go somewhere, so I'm going to help out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he did what Silver Linings Playbook as well. I think he produced Silver Linings that. Playbook. I mean, he was Elephant Man on Broadway. Like oh, he has yeah. a wide range of his ability. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's pretty cool. I like him a lot. Yeah. I he mean, he's actor. Rocket. He's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon. Probably Rocket one Raccoon. of his... I mean, uh, aside from Elephant Man, Rocket Raccoon is one of his other performances mm-hmm. where, like, I don't even recognize it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's just Rocket Man. Like, yeah. it's Rocket Man. It's just <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. I, I totally knew what you were saying, but I caught <laughs> yeah, it. I was like, in my brain, I was like, wait, that's Taron Egerton. <laughs> oops big sad yeah uh but yeah now we're on the final big big one yep parasite one best picture ooh, 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 ooh. i couldn't be any happier i think out of all the movies that was the one that actually deserved to win yep i mean that was that was the best picture out of all of those movies i was like that's the best one it would be stupid if the academy gave it to like joker ford v ferrari nineteen seven. everyone was saying 1917 everyone at my job was like oh it's 1917 it's gonna win that's it you're stupid they told me i was dumb for thinking his parasite was gonna win and i was like what that movie was incredible and there were people that were like nah i think i like 1917 more and i was like what i thought they were fucking crazy for thinking that yeah and you were right I was. I was scared. I was scared to pick Parasite, but I said, no, you know what? The Oscars love to make their own history. You gotta stick to your guns. If they want to do something that gets them more viewership, they're gonna do something crazy. Best Picture yep. is gonna go to fucking Parasite. That's it. Boom. This is a goal history. for next year's Oscar. Yeah. Is to make this one interesting. Well, this year, they had their lowest viewership. <laughs> yeah, which was like... I mean... It's still a lot. I guess it's, it's like I guess it's time to rethink maybe a little bit about how the Oscars work. Yeah, because only twenty. I mean, twenty three million is still a lot of people, 
but absolutely in in terms of oscar viewership that's really low yeah like that's not nearly as many people checking out the oscars so yeah yeah no uh they gotta really change something because and i think doing something like this is definitely a way that they could do you know get more viewership because people are like whoa i didn't see that one coming and i was like i but for me i saw it from like a mile away i said no that's the clear winner (laughs) yeah but i'm really glad they did that because i was like because every time i've said that's the clear winner and then it doesn't go to that i get mad about it (laughs) because like (laughs) you know we get we get years like last year where we get fucking green book winning and i was like yeah what even like i would even argue like black klansman was the way better movie about black Black rights klansman was a really good movie uh, i mean just in general it was a more exciting adventurous better movie yeah it was a much well put to like a much better put together film with a stronger message and did it in such a more unique and creative way than yeah. Green Book ever did, which is why I was like, "What?" Not to say well, an Oscar like a, a Best Picture can't be a subdued movie that's like more relaxed, but Black yeah. Black Klansman though. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, can I just say I'm really proud that Parasite is up th- as a Best Picture alongside of such great films like Green Book. absolutely god but yeah no good for you parasite really happy for that good job bong jun and everyone at the oscars good job yeah no everybody that won i was actually there wasn't a whole lot of disappointment for all the things that won yeah i wasn't i wasn't particularly mad at anything i was a little disappointed with like you know toy story 4 winning but that's really about it. Other than that, I was like, yeah, okay. That's yeah, about... Saoirse Ronan not winning. Saoirse Ronan. I mean, that sounds like a you problem, not a, not a me God. problem. God. But... All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it. That's that about wraps up our. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on this. That's a that's a everybody. It's a wrap on this. Uh, it's a wrap on this. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Can't wait Maybe for next that year. Movie or... set lingo. Yeah. Next year's Oscars. Let's see what what has to come. Yeah, I'm very interested. Uh, I I mean I I'm still gonna I'm gonna finish Ford v Ferrari sometime this week, so then I can say I've watched all the best pictures. Yeah. For last year, but you know then I'll I definitely got a little catching it. up. I still want to listen to a couple more of the uh, soundtrack, like 1917 original soundtrack. Um, yeah. Stuff I want to like get a little bit more into. Also, just like shit on Netflix I, again, like every oscar season i'm like oh i got movies i should be watching so yeah i always get yeah. into it yeah I, there was actually like a decent amount of like netflix uh stuff on here which was weird because like they've been trying to like oust netflix for ruining the no, movie yeah. industry and things like that and it's like there's some netflix shit on here and i'm like hell yeah there there's you go good netflix shit. like ne- yeah netflix is just a producer like i mean they're yeah a streaming service but at the same time they're producing yeah. movies like they're just up there but, with the big, the hot shots and the big guys. Right, and you know, like movies like uh, like Marriage Story and uh, The Irishman, they are on Netflix and they are known as the Netflix original movies, whatever. But they did get theatrical releases. Yeah. Because like Marriage Story did come to a theater out here in Rochester, and I could have watched it, but I didn't. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
Like, cause that's I saw it when Parasite came out, and one of the trailers was The Irishman and also uh, Marriage Story. So I could have seen it at that theater that I saw right. Parasite, but I was like, nah, uh, I'll wait for it to come out on Netflix. And <laughs> honestly, I I had such I mean I had a fine experience watching them on on Netflix. Yeah. I was glad. I watched the fucking Irishman on Netflix. Oh God! I sat I, on my couch for three hours. Like, three. That movie was three and a half hours. I think I split it in half. I watched maybe an hour and a half each day. So I watched I, almost or about two hours. Sorry, I watched two hours one day and then an hour and a half the next day. I did That's do it did all it. at once, but I did get up to make like food <laughs> halfway through it. I was like. I, Got up I and getting, I let the movie keep playing. I was cooking and I was looking at TV mm-hmm. and I was getting very sleepy. Yeah, it's a and very, I fell asleep. Uh, it's not a movie that kind of keeps your attention the whole time. No, it's uh, kind of it meanders was a little bit. If I saw that in the theaters, I would have had to pee so bad. I would have been like, I have to go to the bathroom when, when? and I'm gonna miss something. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that would have that would have been an an experience also my ass would have been sore after oh, like yeah. two hours i'm usually already pretty antsy in those seats but yeah. like unless they're like the really comfy ass recliners but even still those i still get a little little itchy in the seats you know where i'm like okay i want to get out of this seat let me get up yeah you know so yeah no yeah i think i think two hours is good two hours is good to call it yeah yeah typical two-hour movie you could not, yeah, yeah, there you like, go. <laughs> you couldn't sell the Irishman to theaters because it's such a fucking long movie, and they would be like, "Well, it won't even make back its budget." Like, there's yeah. no way it could have. So the only logical place was to put it on Netflix. Honestly, yeah. So it it made its money back through via Netflix views because it goes based on how many people are watching it. Yeah. So, and I'm sure it got millions of people watching, and t- and especially with all the Oscar stock, I'm sure so many people checked it out. Yeah. So. It made back its budget, and it's fine. Also, it's Scorsese. They'll, yeah, they'll, Scorsese they'll greenlight gonna, literally yeah. anything he wants to do. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, sure, anything for you, Scorsese. We'll do it. You want, you want me to rub your feet? I'll do it. You want to use? You want you want me to use my back? Do you want to put your feet on my back? Yeah, we'll do I don't it. Want you, I don't want you to rest Scorsese, your feet on you want to use my toothbrush? I mean, okay, oh. but... All right. Yeah. Here, uh, I'll, 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 I'll bake you a pie. Do you want a pie? Here you go. Oh, it's you wanted you wanted apple, not cherry. I I'll throw this whole thing away. I put, I put a gun in it. I put There's a gun in the pie. There's a gun in the pie. I also made it using a thick New York accent. I'll get you a nice new nice New York slice. You know, it's an apple Trevor. pie with a gun. <laughs> I'm. A, do you think Scorsese is actually in the mob? He might be. He might have affiliations. Mm. Yeah, that's why he knows. <laughs> that's why he does so many films about it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that yeah, that's the Oscars. Yep. 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 So good job, everybody at the Oscars. And good job, Mike, for yelling. And good job, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Make a little cameo appearance in this uh, episode. <laughs> Doing really hard, trying to be a good voice actor. Yeah, he's gonna do great things. He's, he's gonna, gonna win go the Oscar. He's gonna go on to dub anime one day. Oh, dude, I hope so. I would, I would love to dub anime one day, but I think I need to train my voice a little more. I can't scream a lot for a long can, period of time. You know? Can I just say something really uh, weird? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike looks like Jacksepticeye. 
<laughs> Top of the morning, so yeah. I don't see it, but I mean, I guess I if, know where you're coming from. If he, if he like shaved a little bit and then he dyed his hair green. <laughs> Maybe Mike could be, uh, do tell Mike to do the top of the morning to you, like okay, the top of his lungs, <laughs> on his stream one day. There you go. I check it out. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the special O Baby Triple episode. I just waved. No one can see me. <laughs> but I just waved. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the special uh, Oscars recap. To like, share, and subscribe. Yes. And remember. Maybe the maybe the real podcast was the friends we made along the way. Hey. Hey. Also give us a review. Yes. And Thanks. Don't forget <laughs> don't forget to tip your waitress. Don't forget to tip your waitress, get that popcorn. Thank your uh thank your whoever yeah. Yeah. Thank your local butter boy. <laughs> thank your local butter boy. <laughs>